Hey, welcome everybody to Back in Tunes Minisode. I'm your host, Michael, my co-host this episode. How's it going, Ron? It's going awesome. Now, regular listeners might know that we already did a Peanuts special last year with the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown, and I was kind of hemming and hawing on whether to do this, and then it dawned on me, oh, <laughs> it's the 50th anniversary. How can we ignore this? So, um, no kidding. It won't be as long as some of our other episodes because we kind of covered everything we wanted to say about Peanuts, but uh, it's probably a, uh, like a 15-minute episode. So with the Charlie Brown Christmas probably being the most successful of the bunch, uh, do you think it's the best special that they had? Um, I think it all depends on what holiday you're more into. Yeah, because I was wondering, is it is it the story or is it what you have more an affection for? I think that the Halloween one is my favorite. Now, is it the best written one? Not sure. I, I feel like there's more powerful emotion in this one than any other special. Right. So Definitely. Like, I, I kind of lean... I, I'm with you. I kind of lean towards the pumpkin one, but I don't yeah. know why, but I've always loved Halloween. But um, I that think, being said, I think as far as tugging at the heartstrings, this one probably does more of that. Yeah, there is there is one Charlie Brown special that is actually devastating when it comes to emotion, and I think it's actually lost. It's not on DVD. No one's really aired it. It's called Why Charlie Brown Why? And it's about one of his friends getting cancer, and I think it aired once. It was so insanely depressing that they never bothered to air it again. <laughs> oh, wow. That I've heard a, of it. Uh, yeah, that had been a rough moment for fans. Yeah, definitely me. Now, if you had read the strip, of course, you know that a lot of the times Charles Schultz did not shy away from uh, social commentary. He never did political not. stuff, but it was all about how our society works. And, of course, it's all that much cuter coming out of the mouth of, you know, elementary school kids. Definitely. Yeah. I always thought there were adults doing these things. But, I mean, if you want authenticity, you might as well, you know, shoot for gold and drag in a 10-year-old off the street. But. Now, this isn't the first Peanuts special. Most people think it is, but it's actually uh, a boy named Charlie Brown was two years before this. You know, it's funny, is I thought Great Pumpkin was 64. I'm pretty sure I don't. I'll, I'll have to look that up, oh. but I'm pretty sure Great Pumpkin actually came before this. Um, but this one is like tomorrow, December 9th. Yeah, today is December 8th, which I'm aging this episode a bit by just saying that, is going to be the 50th anniversary, so. Uh, I want to do this right now before it got too late. The the special is... Yeah, okay, so Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown is 66, so this was first. I, I don't believe that The Boy Named Charlie Brown was actually much of a hit. It was kind of one of those that got its core audience, it made its money back, but when it came time for the Christmas episode, it took a lot of convincing for CBS to pick it up. And it wasn't until, I believe, Coca-Cola did the sponsorship, which paid for most of the budget, that CBS agreed. Here's the weird thing. I'm looking at the budget for Charlie Brown Christmas Special. How much do you think this half hour cost? $15. <laughs> yes, actually, it cost $15, and the rest of it was just done in favors. No, That's right. Uh, back in the 60s, short animation in theaters, you know, the six, seven-minute cartoons... They were starting to die pretty fast. Disney had already walked away from it. Warner Brothers had commissioned their cartoons out to other companies. And I believe pretty much everybody else shut down except for Woody Woodpecker. The average cost of an animated short that's only six minutes long was maybe $40,000. Wow. And 
uh, the Charlie Brown special was 72,000 or 75,000 and CBS actually wanted an hour of animation out of $75,000. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, Disney was literally paying $90,000 for a 7-minute short. And of course, his artiste is just amazing. The, the quality is just uh, beyond anything else at that time. But to think that they could pad that out to an hour on the same kind of budget, you'd almost have to have like little cardboard figures, you know, and cut out lips <laughs> in order to make that happen. Was that South Park? <laughs> yeah, it would be like the precursor to South Park. But uh, realistically, they did go over budget by $20,000, which if it was the mob producing this show, everybody involved would have been killed. Right. That is a right, so lot to go over back then. How much did they pay the kids? You know what? I bet you they paid them Candy? like a thousand dollars, probably at at most. Wow! Did you see the? the I bet that's the reason why a bunch of no name kids, because yeah. Well, did you see the kid playing? Uh, Charlie Brown just went to jail for like four years. Uh huh. Yeah. Really? He uh, he like got four years for like threatening someone. That's I mean that seems like an excessive amount of time for threatening, but. It says criminal threats and was sentenced to almost five years in prison. It, uh, oh, what is his name? Oh, Peter Robbins, which always makes me think of Winnie the Pooh. Christopher is Peter's Peter's older brother, <laughs> or Christopher's older brother. Yeah, things went wrong with Peter. Nah, <laughs> he didn't so, have any to keep him in line. And of course, the theme music from Vince Guardi, which played at the beginning of this episode. Oh, yeah. He is just a master. I think he's severely underrated because people mostly just think of him from the Peanuts, but he had a lot of music out there that is actually as good. It's one of those songs that, well, I guess a lot of songs do that, I suppose, but it's one of those songs where within the first three or four notes, everyone knows. Yeah. And instantly brought back, you know, it's just... Well, both both of the songs from this special, the um, the classic Peanut special, da na 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 you know, and then the dun 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 bum bum, you know, you hear that like, oh, Charlie Brown. Do 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 do. My my wife really loves the part where they're singing. Everyone's mouth opens like they're they're. Now, what is that commercial with the tip-top head so you can brush your teeth? Oh, right, right. It's like, are you, well, why are you going so big on this? This is amazing. You're no catching kidding. a lot of snowflakes. That's right. The, the album actually. Maybe it wasn't, the maybe album, the snowflakes okay. were a little healthier back then. The uh, Probably without all the Monsanto and uh, toxic uh, fumes and uh, acid right. rain. Right. The album was actually successful enough, it went triple platinum. I'm going triple platinum. Really? Well, that doesn't surprise me, honestly. Yeah, it's it probably still sells today. I know I bought I bought one of his things with uh, like the greatest hits of the Peanuts. I have it somewhere as well. Now, actually, what, I have a cassette. That's aging me. <laughs> cassette. Oh, you know what? We were just talking about at work. Um, Animaniacs. That tape that we used to listen to. <laughs> we listened to that so much. Uh, what is the one? My favorite one is when it's uh, Wacko, Yakko, and Dot, and they're with the doctor on a road trip, and he's like. Um, I need to move my body. I gotta take a potty. Better stop that cough. <laughs> You're driving me crazy. <laughs> uh, how many copies of that tape did you go through? Oh, oh I don't know. I, it was always your tape, and I think we dubbed it when it started to wear out, just so we had another backup copy. 
<laughs> Back when we could do that legally. Yeah. The, anyway. uh, did you ever notice the dance they do in this episode? Is uh, the kind of thing that if an actual human did it, they'd throw their neck out, their back would be all twisted, <laughs> they'd be in the hospital. Oh, God! The pain! Look at that one boy. He's got his arms slumped, his shoulders slumped forward, and he's just kind of doing his little head bang yeah, thing. Yeah, like shooting left, his head right. from boom to boom. You'd like throw out a, uh, something, you know, uh, yeah, it, it would be a lot of chiropractic. My son loves that. I don't know why, he just does. <laughs> <laughs> there is an episode of Kids in the Hall, like I think it's the first season, where they're all in their apartment dancing. They're doing all of those dances. And I'm like, how did you guys, you had to really like stretch and loosen up. Now I could see, uh, oh my gosh, names are skipping my head. No! <laughs> they must Carrie, Jim Carrie. I could see Jim Carrey pulling something yeah, like that yeah, off. Yeah, but... yeah. <laughs> anyway. Did did you go see the movie? I have not yet, no, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I live I... in a very small town. I don't know how big your town is, but we have like a theater here where movies usually stay around for maybe two weeks, three weeks at best, and I just missed my right. window because of work. Well, we have a dollar theater here, and I, I'm hoping and praying it's still there because the whole plan was to take the kids to see it as yeah. a family. And, well, things happen. Life happens. But. Yeah, I'm a little bummed that the movie's not doing as well as they were hoping. But then again, if you look at it, Charlie Brown is a very old cartoon strip, and I don't know if it keeps translating to the next generation. And plus, it's very unusual animation style, which I actually find quite appealing. Right, and they spent a hundred million dollars on it, which I think seemed like a lot for Charlie Brown. I expected maybe, 50. so they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that. But um, it's still going okay in America. I think it's up to like one hundred twenty-five million, and it's just now slowly being released overseas. So maybe it'll make a ton of money overseas and continue the series. That would be awesome. I want to see a Red Baron move like him and his imaginary yes. worlds. I love the imaginary worlds of Snoopy, and I also love the adventures of his brother. Spike trying to come across the desert. Spike. Yeah. Make it about, make <laughs> I was it about just going to say family. that. We, yeah, that would be awesome. I was seeing a, looking at a picture here of Snoopy's family. There's this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of them there. So that'd be plenty of stories. Yeah, you can literally just do an anthology. Like, it's an hour and a half movie, but each character gets like a 20 minute vignette, and then Snoopy can come, can be weaved in and out of all of them. Right. Spike was always my favorite, though. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Joe Cool, and it, but <laughs> Spike was always my favorite. Now, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode. I'm pretty sure I did. But if you are up in the Santa Rosa area of California, there is a museum there that is uh, basically just a huge chunk of land with uh, Charles Schultz's artwork. There's a little theater there where they show rare cartoons that they don't show on television. And art on video. That's probably where they're showing why Charlie Brown why and all the kids are crying. Uh, <laughs> so you go in and it's it's really cheap to get in and it basically all that money goes to support this ice rink that they have in town for the poor kids who don't have access to uh, something access like that. What's that? Right. I said right. Oh, okay. Uh, there was a weird echo <laughs> there. Yeah, so they have the museum with his artwork. They have a movie theater and then they have uh, a giant store with tons of rare uh, peanut stuff and then they have the ice rink and it's just, it's really really nice that the community supports it and then the museum itself supports the community yeah and uh, I was saying oh. 
I never realized that Snoopy uh, that this whole thing was set in Minnesota. I didn't realize there was an actual real place as well. That's, that's exactly what I was about to ask you. I never knew that either. I thought maybe it would be like, I felt like Illinois to me. It felt like one of those <laughs> things. I don't know, something about All-American. It just felt like, you know, around Chicago. You know, like a suburb right. of Chicago or something. Clearly, it doesn't take place in a, a city. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It just something felt about, like, Indiana and Illinois. But maybe that's the way the show is set up. It's supposed to be every town. You know, anybody can relate to it. Right. Except where where was Schultz Texas. from? <laughs> uh, he is from California. Oh well, just okay. Well, that makes no sense. But <laughs> well, he's smart enough to know. Well, what is it? Uh, the Simpsons is set in uh, Oregon, Springfield, Oregon. But it really, looks like, it looks like Springfield anywhere. Right. Well, there is a Springfield everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> Now, the best thing about this cartoon, I think, is the fact that Charlie Brown is so frustrated because everybody is commercializing Christmas. They don't yeah. understand what Christmas is all about, what the point is, and, you know, it, it the slow change over from... Uh, it's not just the fact that, you know, he runs into his little sister making all those crazy demands, you know, 10s and 20s, you know, to Santa Claus. Uh, it's <laughs> in the pressure and the grumpiness from his friends who treat him like crap. And they're more interested in their show and how they appear. And when Charlie Brown and Linus get together, whatever, they they basically, through this little tiny tree, uh, symbolize it's not about showing off. It's not about stuff. It's just about the little things in life that are important and holding those near and dear. And Christmas is about the ones you love. You know, it's, it's not about the stuff you buy. And it's, it, the problem is, is that it still stands today. That cartoon still holds up because we're still so drowning in uh, merchandise and commercialism. Right. Yeah, we get caught up in that standing in line for 15, you know, 15 hours to get a stupid plastic TV that might break. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've getting been, in fist I, fights and I mean, really, come on, seriously. Yeah, Christmas isn't about stuff, and, and I shouldn't just say Christmas. Uh, the holidays, you know, we're talking Thanksgiving all the way to New Year's Day. It is not about stuff, and uh, it, it's just about celebrating life and uh, loved ones and those that have come and gone and those who will, you know, be with us for the future. And I think a lot of that's lost when people are writing these huge lists. And I was one of those kids, too. Did you ever find yourself making a list that was just a little too excessive? Or you seem more down-to-earth than I was. Well, uh, kids are kids. So, <laughs> I mean, Grandma used to bring this, um, I don't know, it was J.C. Penny or whatever it is, the catalog to Thanksgiving dinner. And we'd go through it and give her some ideas type of thing. I did a lot of circling. A yeah. lot of circling. I did a, I did a lot of circling. I made a lot of lists. And here's the problem is I would make my list the second that catalog came in in September. And so by the time de uh, December rolled around, uh, I would get like a CD or something. I was like, oh, no, I changed my mind. Or, oh, I already bought it. And it's so frustrating to my family because uh, it just yeah. seemed like as I got older, it was getting harder and harder to get the right thing. Yeah. I, I don't know when I made the transition to realizing that, it wasn't all about the gifts, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. But, uh, to where the point point where I just didn't care anymore. I mean, I, I was thankful for what I got, so that I got anything really. Yeah, there's a lot but, of people out there who don't get anything. They don't even have a home. They have no roof, and yet you have some kids who are just screaming at their parents because they didn't get them the right size, whatever, the right color, whatever. It uh, it seems kind of 
pathetic that that's the focus a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall ever being that way, but, you know, I don't recall a lot of my youth, <laughs> unfortunately. My, my sisters have much better memories than I do, and I, I think find that unfortunate sometimes. What people I feel don't like... know is that for about 10 years, Ron was a crash test dummy. But he was the <laughs> only one still alive. <laughs> and I'm, you know, put together from parts of the other guys. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> you, got, you got a little bit of stuff in hanging out there, buddy. <laughs> the, uh, awesome. I, you have kids, so it's a little bit different, but I don't have any. So I, I find Christmas is starting to fade away for me a little bit. So I like watching the, the animated specials and the movies, you know. Uh, a Christmas Story, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, The Simpsons stuff. Um, you know, it still brings it out in me a little bit. But I work retail a lot, and I find myself just constantly like, this is hell. This is just the worst. I can't believe people act like this. So it kind of deadens you a little bit. For me, it's it's time to bring out, you know, when this time rolls around, it's time to get out the... Christmas CDs. I don't care so much about most of the movies. Uh, a few of them definitely staples have to be out there, like uh, Holiday Inn and White Christmas and those kinds of movies. But, um, but you got to bring out the Harry Connick Jr. and the John Denver Christmas. Yeah. And, you know, these the, are all the stuff Muppets, that the Muppets Christmas. CD the Muppets John Christmas Denver. are a definite. That's the first thing. Actually, honestly, that stays out most of the year. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's July. We're all sweating to death. <laughs> Hey, I love John Denver and the Muppets. It's awesome. Anyway. Um, you know the song? But, I, I feel stupid. Uh, at work, all we do is play Christmas songs all day long. And for the very first time, I'm sitting there listening to one of them, and it's like, so bring us some figgy pudding. So bring us some figgy pudding. And, and piggy like, pudding? I'm like, you guys are kind of demanding. They go, we won't leave until we get some. Uh, so bring it right here. I'm like, hold on a second. You guys are carolers. You weren't even invited, and now you're demanding figgy pudding, <laughs> and you won't leave? How? You guys are jerks. You, you leave right now, or I call the cops. <laughs> the thing I always think about when I hear that song is, what the heck is figgy pudding, and <laughs> it doesn't even sound good. You know? <laughs> uh, I like figs, so I guess it makes sense, but I just had to sit there and go, now, hold on a second. You guys are very, very demanding and rude. Although, what did what did the guy say? Was it uh, Scooter? He says it's made with figs and bacon, so it can't be all that bad. Oh, no, really? I didn't know bacon was in there. <laughs> I don't know if we just threw that in there or not. But. <laughs> yeah, for Christmas uh, now, um, basically, I will write a list of things that I want to do with family, you know, to share events. You know, let's go to this restaurant. Let's go see a play. Let's go watch a movie. It's about the time you have with the person for me now instead of, Hey, do you want this movie that you may never watch again? You know, um, and right. uh, furthermore, we we decided to donate some to charity. There is, uh, I wish I could remember the name. Uh, family actually takes care of. Uh, basically, it's you know donating to dogs that have been saved from being. You know, there's a, a charity that saves them and basically give them money so that food and care for the dogs that have been kidnapped and raised in farms, which is mind-boggling. Uh, wow! And then human trafficking, we donate some stuff to uh, donate money to human traffic, you know, to stop human trafficking, to stop it, not right. to support it. <laughs> uh, so it's it's you know, instead of buying myself, I'm a grown up. I can buy my own stuff. I don't have any kids, so I just I try to give back somehow. Good. 
I guess that probably brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, of course, is just an absolute must-see. Uh, oh, uh, this is one thing I wanted to ask. Were aluminum trees a thing when this was made? Because I've never heard of it. I've never seen one. Only in this cartoon do they talk about an aluminum tree. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that the other night, too. Why? Would you want one? Yeah, <laughs> Where would you put it? Was that like a trend around 1965? This is like everybody's got aluminum trees, and we got to get one too. That'd be something to look into because obviously the trend didn't take off, thankfully. Yeah, it's hideous. <laughs> it sounds like the ugliest tree in history. It sounds more like the pole from Seinfeld, the Festivus pole that you would hold on to and air your grievances. <laughs> That's where the aluminum trees... Yeah, that's what happened. All the branches were eventually taken off, and they just sold the middle to all the people celebrating Festivus. There you go. Uh, one I last tell you, note. I'm all about being able to store the tree, because yeah, I know I love myself a real tree, but we have two cats, Yeah. and that spells Doom. pine needles in your foot everywhere because ah. they won't stay tree. <laughs> so yeah. I'm thinking, ooh, fake tree sounds really good. <laughs> I, I, I had that little, do you remember the little tiny tree we had in college that wouldn't, didn't go up to my knees and that the base right. broke and I just shoved it into an old shoe? <laughs> Better than a friend of ours that had a tree in his room that was full size and had, oh, uh, let's see, I think it had more lights than pine needles on it. Cause <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. We're talking about Schroeder, right? Coincidentally, yeah, we're talking about Schroeder. That's fitting, anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so he was my roommate for this semester that he decided to get a full-size Christmas tree in this tiny little dorm that if you walk to your closet right now, uh, cut that in half. That's about the size of our dorm room. And he yep. decided to shove a giant Christmas tree on there with every single light possible. I think he went in, like, Walgreens and bought out all their stock. And lit I it think up. I remember when he... When he plugged it in, I think I remember all the lights and Vincent's going, Whoa. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> this, that part was a joke, but this part isn't a joke. We had one of the RAs come up to our room because he thought our room was on fire. It was so bright. <laughs> and the worst part is that he insisted on leaving it on all night. So basically, as if a flare gun had gone off in your eyes and then you're trying to sleep with this. It was so miserable. I would, like, covering... I covered my face with my sleeping bag, and somehow it still shone through. I think one or two nights he actually slept in our room. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I finally, I think I broke down and just begged him, just like seriously, dude, you gotta stop this because I'm getting a sunburn because it's like I'm sleeping on the sun. <laughs> well, I mean, all kidding aside, you know, some people have their holidays, and Christmas was his. But yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I, I, in a I, tiny I, room like that. <laughs> Anybody can still get excited about holidays, especially when you know certain things kind of ruin it. Uh, yeah. you, you can appreciate that. Now, this is the part, this is just me talking. I don't know if Ron agrees at all. But, um, you know, over the years, there have been a lot of arguments over saying Merry Christmas. Uh, in my opinion, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays, any of that is meant with goodwill. Someone says mm -hmm. Merry Christmas to you, it's just saying, have a good whatever. It's not about a war. It's not about taking a stance. I mean, there's a few people who are really bent out of shape. Just, uh, hot, I, I there's see. people bent out of shapes on both sides, yeah. unfortunately. Just, they need to just chill out and remember what the season's really about. And I mean, no matter, regardless of what your beliefs are, put it aside. I mean, that's big, that's one of the big things about this season is, you know, putting our differences aside and remembering what it's really about, you right. know, and 
Happy Holidays is, I, I like it because it is inclusive, it lets everybody be part of it, but it's also kind of generic. Uh, Merry yeah. Christmas is that one person saying it to another person, that is what they want. And just say thank you. Don't start an argument, don't start a war. If someone says Happy Hanukkah to you, just say thank you, because it's the intent behind it, not yeah. trying to force you to celebrate whatever holiday it is. Not a bit. And with that, um, hmm, super happy Meggy uh, smiley day to you all. <laughs> <laughs> and a good to you too. <laughs> I just that was gibberish. I think one year I did say, you know what? I'm tired of all this arguing. This is super mega happy day. Just smile, right. be with the people you love, and shut up. <laughs> Amen to that. And uh, uh, I guess that's it for us here at uh, Back in Tunes. Check us out on Facebook under Retro Rock Entertainment or the page we set up exclusively for this show. It's uh, Back in Tunes, and you can catch all of the episodes. We're we're um, almost at 75 episodes. I think the next episode is our 75th episode, and we're almost to two years. I can't believe it. And thankfully, Ron's been there to fill in when we can't get our regular host, Jacob. Uh, it's the holidays, so we're both working like 50 hours a week. Thankfully, there are other people like you and Andrew and Tony who have been substitutes on the show. So, everybody, uh, have a good rest of your year, and we'll see you in January. Welcome to Stumbling Towards Adulthood, our Christmas episode. I'm your host, Michael. My co-host, Tony. How's it going, Tony? Hey, man. What's happening? Uh, I'm, I'm obviously playing that song right there. Um, is from 19, um, uh, 30 year anniversary of I think the greatest Christmas song of all time. You can keep the uh, marshmallow world that we're living, or Rudolph. You know all the classic stuff. Forget it. I Christmas time at Hollis Queen is the perfect ho uh, holiday song. Christmas time in House Queens. Mom's making chicken and collard greens. <laughs> uh, I think the, the, the second runner-up, though, is uh, Weird Al's Christmas at Ground Zero. I used to like uh, The Waitress's Christmas Rap. That was a, that was a pretty good one. 80s one. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember if it was on that album or it's its own thing. Um, the Waitress is good guy. Now, that's an 80s throwback that I haven't heard in a while. I, I only heard it every, every Christmas, and I was always in the car with my mom. And then I'm like... They was like, you mean you forgot cranberries too? And I was like, hey mom, do people have cranberries for Christmas? I'm pretty sure it's just a Thanksgiving thing. It's like, no, it's a Christmas thing too. It's just not. Um, so what we're gonna do on this episode? Uh, I apologize everybody for the delay in episodes. We were supposed to do one about mall culture back in November, but I uh, I got caught up in stuff and we never were able to do that. So that will be our January episode. Um, this episode, what we're doing is uh, looking at the Sears Wish Book from 1986 and kind of like reflecting on some of the stuff that was popular around then, you know, the toys or, or the trends that you're like, wow, that's totally 80s. It couldn't exist in any other era. Like you swear? Yes, I am. Oh, sorry, man. I thought I shut my phone off. Oh, I thought you were, it's not like you were opening a door. Boom, boom. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yeah, no, I hit awkward. the button. <laughs> All right, so it's going to be online um, on Flickr. Just type in uh, Sears Wishlist 1980s and go through it with us. We're going to jump through uh, uh, some pages that are boring. Like, we don't need to talk about appliances at the time. But um, go ahead and open it up, and uh, we're going to discuss basically uh, the toys and that uh, were going on 30 years ago. 
And did you notice something that smacks you right in the face, like on the very first like layer of ads, is the fur coats? Yeah, I did notice that. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very of the times. You, you can't even. I mean, now it's even tough to wear faux fur coats. But, uh, draw scorn. Well, it's like this is during that era of you know post Reagan bliss of everybody getting money, but the reality was is you just saw that on television. I never knew anybody that was rich in the eighties. It just seemed like at best they were middle class, which you know is dried up, and now everybody's rich or kind of lower class. But this is like this fetishizing of the uh, the filthy rich. Yeah, like when I was a kid, it was just always old ladies who had fur coats. I mean, you really didn't see too many like um, younger. I mean. On, t- on TV you did, like, you know, if you watched, like, Trading Places or one of those movies, like, you know, the, the uh, wealth and opulence had always uh, had, like, fur coats and gold, but, like, I always just such that with old ladies. That's the only people I've ever seen wear them, you know? Yeah, in my mind it was always like, oh, it's either going to be set in New York or it's like one of those Dynasty Dallas kind of shows where they dress all gaudy with huge shoulder pads and fur coats and necklaces and stuff like that, and um, nowhere else, nowhere else was this a thing. <laughs> Right, and also in that catalog, whole pages of gold, gold chains and yeah, it's... and ropes, which was very eighties. <laughs> so yeah, this would be pretty like not cool. Uh, I think it's weird. Like on, I think it's on the eighth page. All this like fancy clothes, and all of a sudden, eh, just a blue guitar, just kind of sitting there randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever designed this catalog was like, I don't have anywhere to put this. Just throw it on some random page. I did like those those snow moon boots though. I was like, you know what? I would actually wear those right now. <laughs> I don't know if it's because, uh, you know what I mean, because I think of the Napoleon Dynamite when you wore them, like, it's way out of style, but yeah. I, I, I think, I really think they should bring those back. The, the, there's some stuff in here that's just straight up gaudy. There is literally smoking cigar uh, Indian. What do you call those things you always see them outside of shops? Oh, yeah, I know. I, I, I think the Indian is Tecumseh. I think that's the Indian, yeah. but I know I know what you're talking about. They even made, um, there was a creep show too, uh, a storyline where it was all about one of those uh, cigar store Indians, I think is what they do it, um, who came to life to avenge the killed that owns the store. That's <laughs> only something they see back then. Oh, wow. Yeah, that does sound very creep show-ish. Now, I think I actually have something here from the catalog, this little, uh, what do you call it, curb cruiser. I'm almost certain I had this. It was like, if you weren't good enough to ride a bike, but you also really, really bad at riding a skateboard, get one of these. I know what you're talking about. Is that like the skateboard with a pole sticking out of the top? It, well, this one looks more BMX style. I know which one you're talking about. That's more common uh, these days. These, this looked like a BMX handle, uh, really good tires, but it just had that little board you just stuck your feet on instead of actually uh, pre-skating. Oh, okay. It's like a, kind of like a scooter bike? Yeah, one of those yeah deals? kind of. Okay. Not to be confused with the yeah, unicycle I... that was for sale. There's a unicycle in this catalog. Really? Yeah. That's what... That's either like way ahead of its time or way or way past its time. Because yeah, yeah. nowadays you can wear those like, you know, in Austin or something. Uh, drive one of those like in Austin or something and like be super cool. But, you know, back then, I don't know. I think that riding a unicycle in the 80s would kind of be... Unless you're, unless you're juggling or something in Coney Island. I don't know. I don't know why you would use one of those. If you're the opening act for Gallagher... Right. <laughs> Maybe like in mine paint and, you know, and on Venice Beach. Yeah. The, uh, also, I noticed that besides the fur coats, big on leather, big on real silk, and they keep pure and real. And it's like, all right, we got it. We're the filthy rich. I, I can't afford it. I have Rayon. But it is Sears, though. Sears is like, you know, kind of like the common Joe catalog, you know? Yeah, there were, well, there was this, the JCPenney always compares during their catalog season. I don't, I know there was other catalogs out there, but there was none. Like, this was kind of an event. Like, this showed up. You're like, 
Uh, leave me alone for the next six hours. I'll be in my room marking every toy that I'm interested in. Or if you're a super gross creep like me, you'll get the, the lingerie. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to borrow your catalog. Oh. Borrow your catalog looking for the, to- for the toys, Mom, just for the toys. Yeah, okay. no, let's not lie. Let's say once you hit about 13, you're like, hold on, I'll get to the toys in a little bit. Uh, I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I noticed in here that was strange was, uh, and I forgot how unbulky the stereo systems were. I mean, there's just so much stuff on them for no reason whatsoever, no streamlining at all. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, all, m- most, mostly cabinet and space, you know, and like, you know. If you were to break one of those open, like very little, so much empty, empty space, like speakers, a few little, uh, few cords and diodes, and just like empty yeah. air. You know, that's it. <laughs> I think it's funny that now there's this whole line of uh, innovative technologies does these retro stereo systems. So they'll have like the cassettes and the record players. And they look retro, but they have like a few, uh, you know, a more current sound quality. And I'm like, oh, where were you 30 years ago? Because you saved me about 40 pounds. Oh, geez, yeah. Be like, you know. Be like like Radio Raheem lugging one of those giant ones on your sh- on your shoulder over there. Yeah, rest in peace, Bill. Uh, not no, right. not Bill Nye. Who was it? Bill? Crap, not Bill. Dude, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Uh, the other thing. Um, there's a weird picture here of people in snow ski with I don't know what the hell is on their face. It looks like some sort of like Max Headroom Blade Runner kind of crap, and I don't see use for it. <laughs> so it's all, it's all about uh, form, not function, man. It's all about uh, you know. All about look, look looking at eighties fly or whatever, yeah. <laughs> or, or uh, rad rad I should say. <laughs> you know the funny thing is you, you look at a lot of this stuff that like they're trying to sell to adults, and this is during that era also where like resorts were you know going and stuff like that in the Bahamas, and then of course it was in the nineties to like snowboarding and it was kind of like a hip cool place to be, but only for people like under. Yeah, my uncle used to go to like Aspen and stuff all the time. I was like, who's going? It's an Aspen. Like, all the way to Colorado to ski and go right to the Poconos, yeah. two hours away. Why would you go? Yeah, I, and this is before Aspen was like huge with the film festivals and everything. Was so It was so uh, cool to go there. I was like, why would you go halfway across the country? Because like, it's a really much better slope. So I'm like, whatever. You just go down a freaking hill. Who cares? But, <laughs> exactly. You know, That's like the tree will kill you anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, right? How many movies were set at, like, resorts and stuff like that? It's weird. Like, you never see a movie about that anymore. Well, there's always, you always have to have some kind of nemesis, too, man. Yeah. They're like, no matter how good you ski, there has to be the better guy who skis is also trying to get the, your girl or you're trying to get his girl. <laughs> that was pretty much the common theme. Yeah. Uh, also, I noticed Walter Payton and the Bears all over this thing. I think this is right after the Bears won. Uh, no, that was 85. So I guess they're just still holding on for Um, I think it was the 85 season. But uh, I think they won the Super Bowl in '86. Oh, that's right. Because so, you know it's um, it cro- you're right. Yeah, because it it's like because it's goes into- yeah, because yeah, no, no. But after that point, they were huge. I mean, you know, Walter Payton, the fridge. That was the <laughs> shit. They made it. They made they made a GI Joe, the fridge. I remember that. You had to send away proofs of purchase to get that in the mail. There was a guy, I think it was McMahon, something like that. He always wore shades, trying to be super cool. Vince Vince McMahon. Yeah. Well, not Vince McMahon. What is his name? Jim McMahon. Name? Not Vince. Jim McMahon. Vince McMahon's the wrestling guy. That's yeah. the uh, wrestling, uh, whatever. Vince McMahon was, President or, sorry, Jim McMahon was like the early version of Brian Bosworth. Like all ego and like trying to be cool. Yeah, so I heard like he had to wear those glasses because he had a medical condition. But I think he just pretty much just wanted to look cool at all times. <laughs> I think, you know, I think a, lot of people, a lot of people use that as an excuse. I think it's weird. Sorry, man. I've met, I have a medical condition. I have to look cool at all times. Otherwise, <laughs> Dr. Sale gets sick. 
Well, I don't know. I've heard Jack Nicholson has problems with light, and that's why he wears shades all the time. Some people are more sensitive, I guess, to sunlight. But you're right. It might have just been like, that's... hey, everybody's wearing these. Hey, man, look, I have a biological condition where I have to be a douche. So, uh... <laughs> it's required by law. It's required. Uh, it's funny that you can buy pool tables and stuff in this catalog. I didn't. I mean, how, that must be a pain. I wouldn't. Even, yeah, I would suck to be a delivery guy. And uh, I don't even know what the shipping and handling cost back then, but there's some serious handling involved with that. Getting that out there. How many shitty sweaters are in the catalog? My God, it's layered in like Bill Cosby sweaters. Yeah, I can say I, I did bad. Very little sweaters as a kid. You know, but like uh, apparently they were really big. But like uh, that big in the eighties. But I think I maybe had three sweaters my whole life. Mine were more of the sweatshirts, you know, the kind with, like, the cool logo on it. You have, like, Cobra Commander on a, a sweatshirt that was made out of just garbage. Like, you look at those sweatshirts now, and you're like, holy shit, how do people wear this tacky crap? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, mine were, like, some cheesy, you know, sport. You know, I never, I, mostly local sports teams are like, here's, here's a, here's a, here's a 76er sweat, sweatshirt. I don't want to go regarding their games, but it's okay. Just wear this, wear this random sports team sweatshirt of a team you don't really know of or support. Uh, there is another gift in here I ran across that we used to get every as a child. Um, it was the collection of comic books. Just paid like 20 bucks and you got like 60 comics. It was just like overstocked from Marvel. And uh, no order whatsoever, just completely random to jump in like just in the middle of a storyline. But you know, you're eight and you want comic books and it's like, oh, I'll, I don't care. I'll just read this chunk. Yeah, my mom would never do that for me. First of all, she doesn't really be buying those. Like, if you want a comic book, go over to the 7-Eleven and get yourself one for a quarter. Here's a quarter. That's like all she's willing to splurge on me. I don't know if you could get comic books for a quarter at that time, unless they were like overstock or anything. How did you get them for a quarter? Uh, that's, that's what they that's what they cost back then. Really? They're like uh, about twenty five cents. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, you're only a couple years older than me, or maybe only a year older. I, I was getting them when I first started getting comic books, sixty five cents, and they moved up to seventy five cents around age six. I'm pretty sure they're like about twenty five cents. Maybe. I could be wrong, but yeah. Did you ever get one of those or know anybody with one of those little robots? Rob the robot, you know the little ones that would like deliver your and stuff like that. Uh, no, but I I I've seen them in like in movies and stuff, and people have like the full size, almost butler style, like drivable robots. Oh, but right, uh, right. I a friend of yeah, totally. No, my my friends, my friends were most of my friends were just as broke as I was. Yeah, I knew <laughs> have any of that cool kid, stuff. One kid had one, and I remember him, and I go, "That's it. That's all it does." How is this entertaining for more than five minutes? What a waste of money. Give me my G.I. Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> which, which I ask for every Christmas is pretty much G.I. Joe's. Jeez. Um, you know what? I, I, a lot of stuff I had was just uh, a very faddish at the time. Like I had one of those uh, V, the, you know, the, the miniseries. Oh, yes. I had one of, those, uh, one of those guys where you take off the fake plastic head and it's got the lizard head underneath and the tongue kind of stuck out like a little lizard snake tongue. So like, oh. you, know, you, you press the lever in the back and the tongue sticks out. I would give anything to see those again. I I worship that show for some reason. I love the show. I read all the books, even the comic books. V is like my thing, and I don't know. I'm not sure why it connected so well. They brought it back uh, a couple what, a couple years ago. They yeah. they reintroduced it, but they like left the first for a while. The second season wasn't very good. Yeah, I think I only made it a few episodes. Only only because I was just busy, never had a chance to keep up with it. But I I, did, I never was never really sure how long it went. Did um did you happen to notice the clothes that they were trying to sell to kids back then? Um, somewhat. I mean, I saw some of the pajamas, which are just like you know standard, you know, like two tone colored pajamas, you know, with some kind of like um uh, popular popular uh like comic book character. But uh, now I don't I don't think I really paid much attention. I think I was just focusing on the toys. <laughs> 
Well, I just noticed that there's so much heavy emphasis from the toys in this clothing. There's tons of army stuff. This is during that era when everybody was like crazy against the Russian, you know, gung-ho with like uh, Rambo and A-Team and stuff like that. So it's kind of funny the stuff that kids... Kids should not be wearing ninja clothes because ninjas are hired assassins. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, like, for that matter, like, you know, now it's like kids all the windy pirates too. It's like, those guys are like... <laughs> murderers and thieves and rapists you know what I mean I don't think you want to aspire to be a pirate either yeah I don't I've never understood the pirate appeal I was like oh, now hold on a second parents I think you just like the wooden leg and the eye patch but you're forgetting what they really stand for right and uh, yeah and Vikings for that, for that matter too you know yeah. it's, it's a different investment banker at least that those are much worse than pirates and <laughs> hedge fund runners yeah but that'd be a hedge fund, hedge fund manager or whatever <laughs> Well, I just remember, like, in Family Ties, the fact that Alex P. Keith's so, like, tightly wound Republican, you know, it's all about, like, uh, economics and stuff like that. You're like, you're 15. What are you doing? Well, that's because that's the only way he can rebel against is his hippie parents. You know what I mean? Yeah. His parents were such hippies. There's no way he can rebel. They'd be like, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever he does. The only, thing, only way he can rebel is to be complete, uh, completely square and opposite of them. Yeah. That's, and that, that really uh, that really ground their gears. Oh, Michael. <laughs> buttoned up. Buttoned up ways. <laughs> I think I keep saying Michael, but it's Alex P. Alex. Ah, uh, no, sorry, Michael. Uh, Michael J. Fox got Michael J. Fox and Alex P. Keaton mixed together. Um, so before we get over to the toys, there is these are technically toys, but they were never like the ones that everybody went crazy for. I always thought it was strange with fake kitchens with all like you know a little fake bottle of milk and all the supplies and like um, what's that oven that's really uh, popular still to this day? Oh, uh, I just, my daughter has one. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Easy bake oven? Yeah, yeah, easy bake. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Some of the stuff goes away for a little bit and then comes right back because the nostalgia kicks in from the next generation. But the one thing that I see, um, it's a slight variation on a toy that I had um, as a kid and we saw come back at Target was uh, the snow cone maker. I had that. Yep. I don't. I, I, had don't, it. I don't remember if I got it for. I don't remember if I got it for Christmas or a birthday, but I definitely had that. Yeah. Yeah, I had it, but I don't ever actually recall using it. It just looked cool. I was like, I don't really like snow cones, but I like this. Yeah, it was kind of cool. So you'd put in ice cubes, and you kind of hand crank them, and then you kind of like crunch them up yourself. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, you just have like some little syrup that you just pour on there. Stuff, you know, It's pretty basic, but it, it worked pretty well. There is a wood cabinet here that we also got for my sister. I see it right now, and I'm just thinking, oh, my God, how many toys were lost in there? Like, we went through it. It was, it was stuck in the garage. For, we would just store, like, sports equipment in there, but we never actually cleaned out the toy part. So every once in a while, you go in there to grab your basketball, and you find this toy you hadn't seen. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think about like, You know, I I don't remember if the, the Holly Hottie oven was. It's for, it's the thing in the catalog and the Flickr thing, it was hard for me to pull up the images, like, that large to see yeah. so i couldn't tell if uh whether the things were on there or not but like i remember i wanted a holly hobby oven it's kind of what considered a girl's toy but my mom would not let me have it because as a single mother trying to raise a boy straight she's like i can't let you i can't let you go down that road i don't know where it's going to lead you so she wouldn't let, her let me get that it was too i don't know female domesticated but i, I really wanted to learn how to cook this so is like, absurd you know, why is I, it no one says that about chefs. Oh, yeah, he had one of those when he did, yeah. Uh, no, it's just if you yeah. got the interest to cook, I don't know how in the world. Our, our, it seems like a lot of parents from our generation were like, eh, let's not get them anything pink. Let's not let them have any, like, My Little Ponies, Care Bears. You know, that, that has to be, like, manly and guns and blowing stuff up kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I don't want this freaking kid to be a sissy, so uh, why don't you go play baseball? And that's, and that's totally what she did. She's like, uh, you're going to go uh, play baseball. Uh, how? Like, no, 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 I'm going to sign you up. They'll, uh, they'll show you how. Like, I don't know how to do 
how to do anything, baseball. <laughs> like, no, 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 they'll teach you everything. And, of course, I'm the only kid who doesn't know how to throw or catch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I thought that um, Little League – well, it wasn't Little League. It was called Wildcat Baseball. It was like the beginner's uh, baseball before you could move up to Little League. And um, for some reason, in my mind, I thought it was going to be like the Bad News Bear. I thought I was going to have, a, like, a lovable drunk come up and tell me, like, hey, just get out there and do the best you can, you know, and stuff like that. And then everybody kind of sucked a little bit. But it turns out, like, you, like your situation, I got there, I'm like, oh, shit, everybody's good. Like, everybody's really good. And I look like an idiot. I'm never going to make it. Like, hell, I don't even know if I'll make it through this. Well, yeah, there's kind of like a natural progression. Like, you know, you, you, you have your father or somebody else, you know, throw, throw the ball with you a little bit. Then you go to, like, uh, T-ball. Then you go to, like, a normal little league. Mom's like, look, I don't have time to play catch with this kid. I don't know. He's too old for T-ball now. Just go play. It's like, but I'm really out over my head. It's like, yeah, nah, nah, they'll, they'll show you the ropes. And they're like, you know, they're secretly making fun of me every day behind my back. You know, laughing at me every time I do anything. It's like, wow, this is it's a real treat, Mom. Thanks a lot. Appreciate and this is it. why we have toys. So we would retreat back to them into our room and get lost in our own little world of toys. Exactly. Uh, so, are there any toys that you wanted to pick out to discuss? What did I? Uh... You know what? I had um, I had the the Mr. T doll. They were like uh, it was like kind of like a twelve inch uh, doll, and it had like uh, suspenders on all that kind of junk. I remember being jazzed for that one. I had like uh, an ET uh, like leather kind of doll. Oh, I had that. It was, uh... Yeah, that that was those really popular. They had like the ones that were like felt, and they had the ones which, which were leather. And uh, those are always those are real popular. What else? Oh, I had this little Pac-Man like like little miniature tabletop cabinet game, which was fucking awesome. I like love. I played that, you know, because um, like of course, like you know, when I didn't have Atari, that was like my handheld game, so I could bring that with me. Uh-huh. And that was uh, it was like it was like it looked like a little miniature arcade game. Those are cool. so uh, rare now. Like, so few of them still work. If you had one now, you'd probably get maybe a grand out of those, especially Pac-Man. Oh, shit. I wish I could find that. <laughs> I know, it's right? like, That's what like, every uh... single person has ever said from the 80s. Like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. I should have kept that. Right? It took, like, like four like, uh, D batteries, too. Like, eight batteries, like crazy, but... Still, that's amazing. You get to have your own console at home. I'm sure it didn't look as good as the yeah. arcade version. I mean, was it in color? Because I've never actually seen one played. Um, It was just, like, uh, it was, like, a black screen and, like, a little, um... It was like a, almost like, a, like what a calculator would look like back then. You oh, know what okay. I mean? Kind of, um, yeah, it was, wasn't anything like terrific or anything. But gotcha. Cool. So it wasn't vector graphics, but it was like some sort of backlit. I know what you mean. I had a Double Dragon game like that where it would move around, but it was stiff. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was, but, you know, for, for, the, for the time and for what it was, it was, you know, it was definitely pretty cool. That was, uh, that was one of my favorites. I'm looking here at the Legos from 30 years ago and just starting to, um, like, you know, package a few castles and spaceships and stuff like that. It used to be it was just a bucket of bricks, maybe whatever you had in this big tub, mm. you know, kind of like the way Tycho does it. But now it's, like, super specific, you know, it'd be, like, from one particular movie, like, and it'll cost you, like, 15 bucks for one character. And it just blows your mind that it's so expensive. If you'd have told me, like, a, a package of Legos would be more than, like, $10, I'd have, like, laugh at you. Now, some of like, $80 for, like, a set, you know, for, like, a, for a castle from some movie scene or whatever, like a Harry Potter scenario. It's like, that's, like, 80, $89.99. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? These are Legos, right? <laughs> These are just, like, pieces of plastic. Well, it's also amazing that there's... 
they're so popular now. There's used Lego stores. There's a couple throughout Portland. You're just like, even a used set is going to cost me more than I ever thought you would spend on. Like, what? No, I'm not paying 60 bucks for the used beat up thing from uh, Back to the Future. That's nuts. Yeah, that's 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 totally insane. Uh, you know, and I noticed that the toy guns are just now starting to look like not realistic. Like, if you were a child of this era, you'd be surprised you're alive. If you had any of these toys, I had AK-47s that were regular size. <laughs> and you're just like, how are we not all dead? You know, this is when they're first starting to make them a little more space-agey, you know, putting little colors on them and make them yeah. look, you know, more like toys. Oh, yeah, but when I was a kid, they are all, all black. All black or brown or green or, like, the deep green. And occasionally you'd have a little orange tip on it, you yeah, know, that was to pretty signify that it was a toy. Yeah, but... I mean, I don't know. We, we would just like be pointing the guns at each other in a yard, so I yeah. can't imagine the cops like, guys, take who who gave you that Uzi? Who gave <laughs> you that lifelike Uzi to shoot at each other? Like, come on, who's gonna think you know, you have access to like these high grade military wep you know weapons and stuff? What are you doing with that real life howitzer? How did you get that? <laughs> Where did you get that rocket launcher? <laughs> exactly. Uh, That's got to be a real bazooka. I mean, why else? Why else would you have it? Yeah, no kidding. I'm looking at some of the swords, too. I remember uh, a friend of mine had the Thundercats sword, and it did none of the specials that it would do in the cartoon. Do you remember the sword, how it would turn? You could look into it with your eyes and somewhere yeah. else. I thought at least it would have a little piece that would pop up with, like, a spring-loaded kind of thing. But no, it didn't stand and pop up, nothing. Or, or like, the little eye didn't, didn't do anything, you no, know, the little, it, little it, red it eye or whatever. It was so lame. It was, I was so let down. It's kind of like the way with the, the lightsabers. It was just, you know, a hard cone with a light in it, and you're like... You know what, now they have the kind that, you know, like stand and has a wom 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 sound. Yeah, a friend of mine um, had, like, the Return of the Jedi green one. And, yeah, that just all, all it did was it made the, the word noise when you, like, kind of, like, moved it really fast. But, yeah. you know, because you know, it was hollow. Yeah. That's about it. You have to use your imagination for anything else. I mean, back then, of course, you had to use your imagination. I see toys on the shelf now where it does all the sounds. Uh, the voice it even does movement, and you're like, well, where's the imagination part kicking? Yeah, yeah, you like these real life masks when you move your jaw, like it makes noises for you. I was like, holy crap, <laughs> it's phoning it in. You're doing everything for me. I don't even have to play. The uh, there's some toys here towards the end that I forgot about. Muscle toys, those little pink little guys. They're like, oh yeah, look like they're from another planet. I feel like we talked about this during our collectors episode. We we totally did, yeah. And I had a bunch of those. I was hardcore into those, and there was like so many of them. And like, yeah, I I tried to collect all of them. Then they then they just came out with different colors versions of them. Like, wait a minute, they're supposed to be pink, guys. Yeah. Come on. And then they started making like you know green and blue and you know, but I I I had a bunch of those, yeah, for, uh, for sure. I thought those were. And then they had like the you could make them fight each other. So you put these little claws and they have like a little ring, which is kind of cheesy, but. You know, you just kind of make them smash into each other, basically. <laughs> I noticed here also, this is the end of the GoBots. You can see they're falling apart, getting their ass kicked by Transformers. Now they're coming out with the Rock Lords, which clearly no one gives a shit about, because it has a picture so tiny in a corner. <laughs> oh, like, come on, guys, remember us? We're before Transformers, we're just not as fun. Yeah, if you're poor, you had us. <laughs> if you were rich, you had the Transformers. Yeah, I just remember, like, for GoBots, I remember, like, the Cycle guy, and then he, like, turned... From like a motorcycle to uh, a, a robot, then also into a gun. You could, you know. Yeah. I well, I didn't know he turned into a gun, but I remember the the motorcycle one, Psykill. I think could be wrong. Yeah, no, they have. So they had the, the little handheld one that only did the motorcycle and uh, you know robot. Then they had like um they had a larger one that you could turn into like a plastic gun that you could use oh, if you wanted to. Oh, okay. They were trying to compete with Transformers on that one. Yeah, but you know. 
Kind of like how what what was that? It was it Shockwave did that turn into like yeah, a, a handheld gun that could actually fire. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Megatron. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the guy I was thinking of. There is a line of toys here I've never heard of called Leap of Power. I in fact from the picture I can't even tell what it is. It looks like a something like um Connect mixed Transformers. I don't even know what those are. I've never heard of those. Yeah. Oh, and we have Chuck Norris and the Karate Commandos. Holy crap! I had, I had some of those. Yeah. I had I had the purple guy with the uh, the black hair who was like had a little ninja spinning kick action whatever his name was I had that guy yeah I think I had that one too I think his name was like Ninjack or something <laughs> creative that's <Lazy>. clever <laughs> um, I'm Ninjack this is my buddy Ninjo and my my girlfriend Ninjenny <laughs> look we don't have time to come up with new names should have <laughs> the um, Masters of the Universe of course that was kind of a given through all of the eighties that was probably I think most people remember G.I. Joe and Transformers more, but I think Masters of the Universe was the longest lasting line of that era. Oh, uh, yeah. I definitely had had those. I had the one, the uh, Castle of Grayskull facade, you know, they knew, uh, with the little drawbridge and all that stuff. I, yeah, I had a bags. good amount of yeah. I couldn't afford that. Wow. Oh, well, yeah, that's for, like for Christmas, though. Like, my mom would, like, you know, uh, neglect me for most of the year, and then she'd make <laughs> up for it on Christmas. So. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't one of those. One of those kids who got like a lot, a lot of stuff all year long, and then like really, really raked it in at Christmas. Christmas, like there you go, Santa's making up for uh for your mom being, a, you know, well, you know, your mom paying bills, etc. Like you, know, you can't really explain that to a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's like you like food? Well, good. It's, <laughs> it's kind of free. important. <laughs> all right, what else do we have? We have Mask, which I never had a. Uh, I had one figure of, but I knew people were really, really into Mask, but it was never a thing that I got into. I liked those. I had a couple of those. I had one with like you know the card, and then injects out the boat. Comes out of the the car or whatever, that one's pretty cool. And then there was like a van, but I, I didn't have that. My friend had the, the van, whatever whatever that did, shot some kind of projectile thing. It was the shit. Yeah, that, that was man. that was pretty. <laughs> Those are pretty fun, man. And then like you know, carts company that you know, which was like that was always like cross promotional until they, you know. Awesome. All cartoons in the back. They have, yeah. yeah, it's funny. They I'm looking at this toys. whole page is filled with based on a cartoon. Some of these cartoons are not so popular. Like uh, they have Inhumanoids and Centurions, which I think were only around that. I, I had one of those Centurion toys where you like you plug shit into their back and like, they, like their, their chest was like about like, six holes, and they just click like you know plug shit into their back and chest, walk around these these gate holes and like what what. What kind of toy is this? You know, in the cartoons, the same thing. They just like you know, these. Unless I'm th- unless I'm talking about the same thing. Am I talking about? You are talking about the same thing. Centurions, the early okay. version of the butt plug, I guess, is what they're just teaching how to ram things yeah. people. <laughs> what you do is you shove these things in your holes, right? And you got you got a gun in your chest, and you got hey, you got this thing on your shoulder and your shoulder holes, and then you what? What kind of toy is this? <laughs> What do you call those, like, holistic doctors that give, like, the enemas? I'm sure that they started off with a full Centurions collection. Eventually, like, I kind of like doing this for... <laughs> so, 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 doctor, what made you decide to be a proctologist? Remember those toys, Centurions? There you go. <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I specify in colonic cleanses. <laughs> uh, of course, there's Transformers, which is uh, just the, the epitome. The best thing in this era for, like, complicated, high-quality toys was Transformers. You had to pay that price. Oh, yeah. Yeah, th- th- those are a must. Uh, anything Star Wars related, you know, that had to be, especially in the early 80s, Star Wars, anything and everything. 
Star Wars and G.I. Joe and Transformers are probably the three big ones. Of course, uh, Thundercats and, like I said, Master Universe, I don't think was popular, but it was around forever. Yeah, I mean, it was always, um, it might not, you know, Master Universe might not have been in the top of your Christmas list, but it was always on there. You always wanted, you know, at least figure to you know, from, from there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, uh, Star Wars like, dominated the majority of it, but, you know, you'd, you'd squeeze in a, a He-Man or a uh, Mossman or... Yeah, yeah, oh, Mossman, the stinky one. <laughs> Man-at-arm or some of those other guys. I had to store my Mossman in a bag because it was so bad. Well, I guess it depends on, like, if you get them wet or something. They never actually dries, so, you know, if you just kind of, you know, it's always getting mildewy. <laughs> I don't know how many kids probably played with them in the tub, and all of a sudden, like, oh, this is real mold. Oh, crap. <laughs> Wait, I, yeah, I, ru- I ruined it forever. Shouldn't have put it in the tub. Damn it. Now, we come into G.I. Joe uh, area here, and um, this is the era where I yeah, you tried know, to collect every single one of them from this line. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, so did I. And then there's always the ones that you couldn't get that, like, you had to send away for. Like, there was a slaughter one, which I sent away for. You know what I mean? You know, uh, and there's also, um, like I said, the, the William Refrigerator Perry, uh, one that I sent away for that one, too. And um, I think there was, like, another one, too, that was, like, a special promotional fit, which would suck. They would never release them. That's the only way you can get them. You'd have right. to, like, mail in proofs of purchase and, like, all this other bullshit. And well, they did that with Star Wars, too. And you had to turn in all these little medallions in order to get the Emperor, which is the worst figure they've ever made. It's like, oh, an old man with a cane. Great. Awesome. Not even, like, little bolts coming out of his hand. Nothing? Okay. Well, all right. Wow, a shriveled turd. That's great. <laughs> Our new shriveled turd line. <laughs> um, action turds. Check them out. <laughs> new action turds. coming to you. Know you. <laughs> I gotta watch that. It's right after Mad Balls. <laughs> the, um, Which were also pretty. I had those, those, those two, those, those balls with the faces on them. Like you know. I think that's gonna be in our next year's uh, Christmas episode. We should do this every year. Just go through the lines because I'm enjoying this to no end. <laughs> oh, you know what else I noticed on that catalog was those little uh, the, the the cars on the track, like the slot racing, where you you, uh, you squeeze a little handle and they're like you and the cars go around the circle. Yeah. Those are bad, like from Ty- from Tyco. Those were badass. I, I I had so much fun with those. Transformers, they had a Transformer version of that where you could kind of like flip the body up and then like uh like a you know like a robot yeah, like Omega racing something. around. You know what I mean? The camera was called Mega something. Yeah, the, but those are pretty badass. I had like the the Richard Petty STP car or whatever, which was sweet. And then uh, you could like uh, customize the bodies and stuff too. You could you could take the body off with another one, change the wheels and tires, which was you know pretty cool. See, mine wasn't that complicated. I think I got a cheaper version. And it, I think it was the year after that when I got it. But it would get so effing hot. The stench filled my room. And you have to open the windows and or go out because it would just, like, burn it up. It's, I don't know why. Yeah, it would, after a while, you'd have to, like, it would, like, kind of burn out. They would smell like like burnt rubber. Because, um, yeah, those little motors would get too hot. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tyco was the main one. But then they, they had some, like, knockoff brands, you know, which, you know whatever generic um, version that, like, this, whatever store in your uh, area, you know, made, they'd have, like, a cheaper version. But Tyco was, like, the hallmark. That's the one you really want to have. And, like, those ones worked the best, too. They, they didn't burn out as fast, and they weren't, like, you know, they were definitely of better quality. They, they stuck, the, the magnet stuck to the track better. The other ones kind of flew off all, like, you know. Yeah, mine were like, always you hit, it, you hit it turn too fast. Yeah, cheap, uh, cheap low-grade magnets. 
Um, I also noticed that the Rambo line was in here. Now, I think it's funny that two R-rated kind of movie stars, Chuck Norris and Sylvester Stallone, are making toys for children, especially Rambo. Holy crap, one of the, like, the most violent, bloody movies at that time, and yet they got a toy line. I don't remember. Was there like a Commando uh, or was there Commando toys too? There I know that was a, a movie. Very small line of Commando toys. I think it was only like five figs. It was a huge flop, and then every once in a while you'll run across one still in the package because every kid was like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty. That was that was pretty violent and rated also. Yeah. A new removable arm with hatchet. <laughs> Put an axe in his head. <laughs> Put a pipe through someone's chest. New Commando toys. <laughs> Never made any Terminator toys. I, I guess that's a good thing. I guess that's one that they they realize. All right, we can't we can't make any toys for this. No, I think you know they made for Terminator Even Two. The... I think they made a, a small run of toys. Really? Yeah. Okay. I remember that's when they started doing like the aliens toys and Predator and stuff like that. Toys started getting more like darker and more mature. Like started having like teenage collectors and adult collectors. That started to become a thing. Like the you know, and then of course the Star Wars figures come back in '96, and all of a sudden everybody goes ape shit. Yeah, that that's true. Like they were gone for a while. Like you know, if you were, like you know, unless you got the Kenner Star Wars toys, you know, up to like '80, '86 or '87, you weren't seeing them for like for like a good while. Is and then Kenner like you know, there wasn't like a, no, they. Um, I guess that's like a St. Louis company. Uh, they closed, and um, I'm trying to think. What's the what's the toy maker that that bought the rights to them now? Um, I'm guessing Mattel. I don't know. Mattel. Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say Milton Bradley. Let me make games. But uh, I was watching this show called The Toy Hunter, like a TLC or Discovery Channel show, whatever. He went to the um, he went to a guy's house who used to work for Kenner. He had a lot of their like prototype uh, products in his in his garage and attic, and he actually ended up buying um, a prototype. Boba Fett that shot the uh, little missile out of his back, but they couldn't sell. They took it off the market because um, they were afraid kids would shoot their eye. So <laughs> he had the unpainted prototype. Yeah. So he had the unpainted, which, which like he, he went to like a toy convention, like sold for like I don't know, I, I don't, I want to say twelve grand or something ridiculous. <sighs> so it, for for a collector, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> he was saying like when you were a kid, they'd always have, they would always advertise that you get the Boba Fett with shooting the missile. But you could actually get it. They advertised, but then they decided not to release it, even though they were pimping it really hard. The kids, they, you know, you couldn't actually buy it. And he had the prototype, the, un, the unpainted prototype. It was just a great figure. I remember thinking, I was convinced when I first got my Boba Fett toy that the missile would come out. I just didn't know how to do it right. And I kept looking around trying to yank it out and try to push for it. I can't find a button. It won't launch. <laughs> Why won't you shoot? Which is weird because he never uses it in the movie. Uh, he does in the prequels. His father no. does, Django, but Boba Fett never uses it. So I don't know why they were so uh, committed to having it launch when it's never in the film. They, and I was about to say, like that was the best part of the prequels. They actually finally shot that missile. I was like, there he goes, shot it. <laughs> I wonder <laughs> if he's ever misfired it. Like looked back and it went off and like clicked him in the back of the head. Son of a bitch. Yeah, is, when you when you think about it, it is kind of like a. It's not really that. It's not really far enough away from his head to be you know shooting that off. Even if it did, even if the missile did miss his head, like the uh, the afterburn would, you know, do it. What would be great for your back of your skull? No, I think. Well, Destro had the same thing. He had those little rockets on his uh, wrist, and he would launch them. I was like, wouldn't it burn the top of your hand as they launch? <laughs> Destro would feel pain. All right, so this is the first catalog to ever have the Nintendo in it, the NES, a classic system, and it's right here. And I think it's so appropriate that 30 years later we have that new Mii console that everybody's going crazy. They uh the that was that was a serious a serious gap because um you know those eight bit graphics compared to like whatever um compared to the, the Atari games that you would see 
Yeah, there was a two-bit. Whoa, this was like night and day. The two-bit, yeah, there you go. It was like night and day. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't think it get better than this, but this is way better. And, of course, I had to wait. You know, my friend got it right away, so I had to wait for like another four years so I could get it. I always get things right before they went obsolete and the next day came over. I was like, ah, crap. We are you get it right before PlayStation buddy. comes. Same exact thing. Um, <laughs> my, uh, I have an uncle who's just a little bit older than me. He got the, you know, the 86 run of the system, and he had Rob the Robot, which um, at the time seemed really, really cool. If you try to do it now, it's so unbelievably slow and eerie. But, you know, he had Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, uh, Balloon Fight, and um, Gyromite. So those are the first games he got for it. And I was like, what is this? This is crazy. And I became obsessed with these games, but we could never afford them. So I only played it at his house. And then I think uh, Christmas 89, we got one. And then it turns out I couldn't afford it. We sold it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the thing. That, like, the, the, uh, the cartridges are so expensive. And then half the time you have to like blow on them because it got dusted. You know, I was like, God damn it. You know. <laughs> but yeah, like I probably do. got it. Like, yeah, well, it's the only way it works. It worked every time. And you're like, but yeah, it, like, it worked. First time somebody told me that, and I got blown in the back. I was like, are you just trying to, trying to fuck with me? <laughs> you just trying to watch me like, look at him. He's totally blowing on it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's the only thing that really works. I don't know why, but because I'm like, how am I, get, how am I getting dust in these? What are you talking about? I keep in their dumbass case. I mean, you know. But, yeah, it's uh, – uh, no, did, your, did your uncle have, have the glove? That no, was pretty uh, – No, no. That's pretty, I never that's met anybody pretty rare. stupid glove. Okay. I remember the rocket launcher, though. Say, those things like are – okay. Huh. Do you remember that? I remember, like, yeah, like that robot. No, I don't. I remember, like, the robot would, like, lift a little peg on the things and it would do something. But I, I, I don't know. I don't, no, nobody, I mean, I knew the gun, like, for the duck hunt gun, but I don't, I don't remember the bazooka. Yeah, it was really short-lived. You literally put it on your shoulder and fired. And I was like, after a while, wouldn't you get, like, serious shoulder and neck problems? I'd imagine. Holy crap. Speaking of zappers, this is also the year where Photon and Laser Tag went up against each other, which nobody ever chose Photon. Yeah, no, it was always Laser Tag. You know that like that that's become the brand. Like you know when you say when you go to when you go to like any ones that exist now, like you say I'm going to play laser tag. That just became what you called it. You know, yeah. and then I was like I'm going I'm going, I'm going to like yeah I'm going to go to play photon. Like going to what laser tag? <laughs> oh okay. We're photoning. Is that a new sex act? Because I don't know what that is. <laughs> what does that mean? Oh yeah, you know you shoot each other. Oh you do laser tag. Now that's a, that's a licensed name. It's like Kleenex. You mean a tissue? <laughs> Yeah, I had a laser tag. I had the vest with the little detachable, little whatever sensor. Uh, I don't, you know what? I don't know anybody ever bought that big ass helmet. It was kind of weird looking. But I did have like one of the uh, the guns and the uh, the little chest sensor vest thing. Yeah, I couldn't afford any of them. I think I knew a guy who had the photon, but it was such a cumbersome crap. There's so many wires. You find yourself kind of tangled up in them, whereas laser tag was just really, uh, besides the fact that it was designed very well, like it looked, but it was also less cumbersome. You just yeah. slap on, slap off, you're done. You know, it's the reason why laser tag took off and the other one's a forgotten toy. Yeah. I think there was another Yeah, for one. sure. That was, uh. What's the one where you watch a TV just... show and you zap things? Oh, crap. That might, that might have been like, uh. Hmm. Captain that Power? like you talking about like Sega? Um, huh? I don't know. Huh? I, I don't know. Sounds like early version of a CD-ROM game or something. What's that? Sounds like an early version of a CD-ROM game or something. It does. I I think it was called Captain Power, but if I'm wrong, anybody listening, uh, message us and let us know what it was called. Because it was like Photon, but you didn't play against anybody else. Like if you were lonely and you had no friends, you, <laughs> you just shoot the TV like Elvis. <laughs> there are a lot of effing robots in this thing. I didn't realize it till now. Um, there's like 30 robots for sale, and I don't think there's any of these on the shelves anymore. 
Yeah, that was uh, the eighties were the year of the of the of the early artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, robot like like Buck Rogers, and you know, everybody had robot maids or buddies. You know, your C three PO or whatever that whatever that beady 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 thing was on Buck Rogers. Yeah, beady 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 but Buck. <laughs> what is robotics? I don't remember this. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's like it's like you build your own robot. It's like remote control, but at the same time, it's supposed to look like it's a character. So maybe it's a combination of like connects and transformers. Is it something like a rector set thing that's kind of motorized or something? Yeah, it looks like that. It looks like it's uh, automated uh, with some controls. Oh, I, I, th- I think I remember a, com- a commercial for that. I'm looking at some of these toys, and I don't know why anybody would want them unless they're a friggin' nerd. It's like, why would you want this science experiment? Why would you want a rock tumbler? Why is this a thing? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, well, you know, if you're, if you're trying to push your kid in a certain direction, you know, if you're, you know, if you're a scientist and you want your son. Yeah, I guess so. There's a lot yeah. of, like, RC kits and telescopes, and I had a microscope, but I never knew how to use it properly. It was just a waste of time. And every time anybody got one of those binoculars or microscope kind of stuff, I was like, yeah, 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 you're good at science. I suck. I'm going to go back. Yeah, I, mean, I, I got a telescope, but it's just like I could just see the moon a little better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I couldn't really see that far out. I'm like, this is kind of a, you know, let me let me, let me me go see how this works on some of these windows. Hold on. <laughs> you know? This isn't really working too well. I can't really... Can't really, not like I'm discovering, you know, distant life forms out there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, barely, I'm barely seeing anything better. Did you ever have any RC? Uh, well, I was at the cheap one that had a wire connected to it. Only You had to move with it, yeah. you know, if you wanted to, your car to go anywhere. It was like lame, the lamest remote control. But I never really had a radio control that was, you know, just always connected with a wire. But my rich neighbor uh, friend had, like, a really nice one that, you know, he would jump off stuff and, you know. It seems weird now because remote control anything is so cheap to get. You get a good RC car for thirty bucks. But back then, you're right. I had the same mm-hmm. thing. I had one that was corded with the lo- the shortest cord in history. It would go to like oh, oh four foot at most, and you're done. You're like oh, that's no. You have to follow this thing around. Yeah, it was so house. it was so frustrating. You're like ugh, forget it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. What are you jog all day with this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe that was the point. You go outside with it, and you see your neighbor across the street with like this ringing, like, oh, yeah, I'm a loser. Thank you. He's like, look, look at this kid running around. <laughs> what an idiot. Or anybody with an RC plane. If you ever met with someone who's like, oh, you are super mega rich, or a boat. Yeah, well, yeah, those are really, yeah, those are like almost like, uh, People who are like hobbyists, you know, would have those, yeah. you know, because I don't think they really sold those in many places. You kind of had to like make it yourself. They're crazy expensive, you know. Like, uh, they had uh, one of those things where, like, I, I want to say they had like a gas plane I saw like on a wire or like on a on a string or something, and people would like kind of like uh, spin those around, like that was doing something at the time. Yeah, I think I remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as the actual planes that. Nothing like they have today, but the ones they had back then were, like, even crazy expensive and, you know. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, you'd always go to these hobby shops and be like, okay, this sounds cool. No, I can't afford that. No, that's, like, a lot of work. Do I have to put this stuff together? You guys can't do it for me? I have to paint, too? Uh, no, this doesn't work. I was like, wow, your grown-up toys are really expensive. Holy crap. I have never met anybody under 65 who owned a train set. <laughs> it just hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah there's a cutoff. You, you can be up to seven... And then uh, you have to be over 60. Yeah, it's Otherwise, they, give, they got kind of good for you. 
And I liked the little computers, which probably had like five megabytes worth of data stored in them back then. I mean, just like people would build their own computers. That's what like TSR and Radio Shack were for. And I'm just like, imagine putting together my own computer or, or ham radio. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was that was the that was the early the early internet. Your ham radio, your CB, whatever. Yeah. You know. I don't. Yeah, I've never understood that appeal. I I can't believe that ham radio is still a thing in this day and age. Yeah, I never got it when I was a kid. It's like you could like talk to somebody in Australia and say what I don't know. Hello. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, dig away at your baby. Ha <laughs> ha. Bye. <laughs> that, that was. <laughs> but that would have been current back then. They'd have been like a pissed off. So, uh, is there anything else in this catalog that you want to discuss before we go? No, I, I did see that skateboard with the uh, with the pole, with, you know, with little handlebars on it. Remember those? Yeah, if you cars. fast forward a couple years, probably two years from now, we're still doing this show. We'll be discussing Voigt because all of a sudden, Voigt brand skateboards were everywhere. They were the shit that you'd find in every store. Or, or or Nash. Nash was a Nash was one of those two big fat fishtailed skateboards, you know, that were thick thick as hell. You know? Yeah, we're just about to go into that era where skateboarding culture really broke out. Like, you see the movie shows everywhere, and your friends are all dressing up like it, you know? Um, but this is just before. Mm. This is still when we're kind of obsessed. Our nation's obsessed with, like, the yuppie. You know, the uh, everybody in those John Hughes were uh, emotionally damaged but really well off. And uh, I never really connected with those. I was more of a blue-collar kind of rage. Yeah, same here. It was. I mean, we were like a... You know the uh, lower class suburbs of, uh, of Philadelphia, and that was yeah that 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 like that was like a, I it was a town I couldn't place. There are always these like sprawling you know uh, lawns. Like I couldn't really tell. You know it's somewhere in Illinois, I guess. But you know I I was like I don't know where that is or where that's supposed to be. It doesn't look like anywhere I know. You know. Well, here's the thing: is my grandparents actually were really well off, and uh, my grandfather was a chemist for um, Ray Magnet Wire, which is a company. So they had a lot of money then. So you would go to their neighborhood, and it had those kind of houses, like those almost uh, John Hughes level suburban Chicago kind of thing. Um, whereas we lived more in the city, where it's just like your normal everyday, uh, probably built in the '50s kind of strip neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that same with us. We had like a. I guess I weren't quite row homes. They were like kind of twin homes, but uh, they were like you know, like each each home was like the, the same. It was like the carbon copy of, of each other. It was like you have like a, a connected wall, but if you go into your neighbor's house, there is like the reverse. Uh, it's like the reverse floor plans of your of your of your uh, your home. Yeah. So it's all like a really planned neighbor, neighborhood. I think my house uh, was built in uh, I want to say the forties or maybe even the thirties, but it was like yeah, it was like, like the whole block was planned. It was you know. That's the way homes were back then. All right. So that pretty much brings us to the end of this episode. I think this is probably one of my favorite episodes. Uh, I would love to do it again next Christmas. Keep going through these catalogs and see how the trends change. Oh, yeah. For, yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. I just uh, it, it brought, brought back a few memories as we were discussing. Oh, shit. I remember I had that, you know. Yeah. That yeah, a few crazy one-time doll. Like, I totally forgot we even had that. Right. All right, so everybody hit us up on Facebook under Retro Rocket Entertainment. You'll find every episode of Stumbling Towards Adulthood there, as well as the other shows that we do. And, Tony, thank you very much for joining me for this episode. My pleasure as always, sir. All right, so we had Run DMC open it up, so let's end it with Weird Al.
flying reindeer to pull his sleigh. You know Dasher, a dancer and prancer and vixen, Comet and Cupid, Donner and Blitzen. But do you Off the dead nose pain deer. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to Back in Tunes, our holiday special. If you don't know about Adolf, he is the twisted evil clone of Rudolph who decided to get revenge because he was not gifted with the flying abilities and red nose. He's not talked about much anymore, but he was a nightmare. Oh, God, it's so painful. I'm your host, Michael. My co host, Jacob's on the other side. How's it going, Jacob? I'm kind of terrified knowing the knowledge that Adolf, uh, the red, the reindeer existed. I mean, Jesus, did he impale like <laughs> small animals and children and elves with his, you know, antlers? Yeah, well, Good he's God. currently. What's going on right now is uh, everybody thought he died a long time ago, but uh, he has been oh. teaming up with the other, the heat miser, the cold miser. You know uh, that uh, weird German guy from uh, the story of Santa Claus. You know, no more toys oh, at Christmas, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so it's oh, all, yeah, the one who sings Mr. White Christmas. Yeah, it's all of them getting together. And now uh, Rudolph and Frosty and, like, you know, the leprechauns from the other Rankin-Bass specials, they're all getting together. So it's like the Justice League oh. of uh, Christmas Rankin-Bass characters. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I would totally fucking see that shit. War! <laughs> yes, let there be war. Is Lee Majors going to come in and save the day? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no. All right, everybody. Uh, let's get into this holiday special. I wasn't sure if we were going to be able to do this, so it's coming a little late. I was trying to do it a week earlier, but... Um, so, let's discuss Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and then we're going to discuss Frosty. Uh, I wanted to do these last year, but I, I put things off sometimes doing something totally different. I th Oh, it's when you took over Video Night. is the first time I had you on there, because we couldn't get a... It doesn't matter. We have two shows that go simultaneously, and we lost the host of one show for a while due to a special project. So therefore, I had to get somebody else to come in and do the Charlie Brown Christmas special with me, where Jacob and I, and Jacob's probably mad at that to do that one. But we'll do a peanut special sometime. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, cool. And honestly, when we do that peanut special, uh, I mean, tis the season, and it was like a Christmas-based Christmas, Christmas -based, uh, skit. It was uh, SNL's... Uh... Saturday Night Live, their parody of uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special, and they called it You're a Rap Bastard, Charlie Brown. It's this Broadway play starring Al Pacino as Charlie Brown. Bill Hader plays Al Pacino playing Charlie Brown. It's it's like the funniest thing I, I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, if you subscribe to Saturday Night Live and look up their YouTube channel, it's on there. Yeah, I have it under my favorites. I don't think that we'll be doing um, we'll be doing the Charlie Brown Christmas special, but we haven't discussed the Charlie Brown and Speed Show. There's other specials, of course. There's the animated movie, which I still oh have not seen, um, even though it played in the background at work for a month. So I kind of got what was going on. Uh, <laughs> back on the topic, though, uh, Rankin and Bass. Right. Um, I gotta tell you, when it comes to the hand-drawn animation, it's a 50/50 shot. But that stop motion, I don't care what it's about. It could be the turd that was laid on the ground during Christmas period, and it'd be like a whole special about that turd. I'm like, it's beautiful stop motion animation. I love it. I know, kind of like a, kind of like the stop motion sequences in uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse or freaking, of course, Nightmare Before Christmas. Anything claymation. Yeah, I love, I love claymation, and um, I feel like, with the exception of Leica, I think it's been abandoned. You know, Will Vinton started that company, and then of course Nike bought it out. 
Uh, but really, nobody's doing now stop motion dead. anymore. It's 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 painstaking. There's such it's more 3D than 3D animation. Like it looks more realistic than Kung Fu Panda or any of that stuff. It's like really expensive. Oh God, yes, I know. Plus, you know, it's actually there. It's practical. Yeah. It you can actually like you know the people had to go out and touch it and move these things. Some of them might have touched them inappropriately. Who knows? Some people are weird. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what's funny is I <laughs> didn't know for years that this was not the first Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon. There was actually one done, done by the Fleischers, uh, who are famous for doing the Popeye cartoon and the Superman cartoon during the 30s and 40s. But they had done a special back in 1948, way before the special. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was stop motion as well, or was it an no, uh, animated cartoon? It was, was hand-drawn. Oh, wow. Yeah, and there I was think a I might book. have watched something like that. Yeah, there was a book, but I didn't know that, you know, like, the song uh, was from 1949, so it's not the first thing. I always thought the song was the first thing and then the special immediately afterwards. It was a number one hit uh, by Gene Autry. Also, um, I thought someone else recorded it and sold a crap ton. This thing sold 25 million. Holy, Holy amazeballs. Yeah. Especially back then. I mean, selling millions like that for just a, you know, Christmas special. That, that's almost unheard of. Yeah, it's amazing. And I didn't know this either, that there was a deep comic special for this every single year. They did 13 annuals. What were they talking about? I want to know what these were about. Like, okay, I can see, like, the first maybe two were adaptations of the specials. But what about after that? Was it just, like, Joker versus Rudolph? Someone's getting a red nose. And it's, uh, I'm, oh, gosh, I'd have to put my money on Joker, if anything. But then again, you know, Rudolph has magics. So yeah. he, that's his advantage. Maybe, but then again, I, there's hmm. let's not forget let's not forget the clone Adolf. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, I can see like Rudolph taking over in the Justice League, and everybody's like, Aquaman, you smell funny. Deep. Rudolph, welcome to the team. <laughs> I don't know why everyone would be mean to Aquaman. Honestly, when we see uh, Jason Momoa portray him in Justice League, everyone's gonna be like, damn, we were so wrong about yeah. Aquaman. We were so mean to him. You know he smells. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't smell good. Like, oh, someone put some deodorant on this guy. Well, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, that does make sense. He swims in a lot of salt water. I don't know. It might be have something to do with the Atlantean genetics where Maybe. they don't have that particular. Either that or they just don't care for that smell because, <laughs> you know, they're underwater. Uh, the, the special, of course, aired every single year. And, uh, I mean, it's good and bad. But uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special was from 1954. Spawned a few, we'll probably discuss later. I love uh, there used to be a thing when I was a kid that you would have UHF tapes. They were kind of higher up on the band, you know, like around 50s. And they always aired, like, whatever they could afford. You know, sometimes it was junk. Sometimes it was just, like, you know, some of the tired stuff. Well, they didn't have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, but they bought the catalog of Rankin-Bass specials. So from Christmas to New Year's Day, you saw all of those specials. Even, like, when it wasn't even relevant, like Easter and Leprechaun and, you know, stuff like that. I loved watching these. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't even sure about that. I'm not sure if I remember the Easter or Leprechaun ones, but I definitely, definitely remember, you know, of course, the Christmas specials, Rankin-Bass and all that. I mean, we would watch them all the time in elementary school. We would sing along, we, you know, with all the songs in elementary school. I'm not sure if it was – I can't remember if it was mandatory or not. I'm like, okay, uh, do we re – I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're just forcing us that Christmas is the one and only season. Who knows? Yeah. I probably went to a very conservative and nut job kind of elementary school. <laughs> you know, I think about it now, and um, whenever someone asks me, like, uh, oh, have a good Christmas. I just want to go, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. You know, something. I just want to go, like, there's other holidays. Yeah, but – 
You know, they say there's a war on yeah. Christmas. <laughs> there's a war on Christmas. Um, it's not, like I said, it's not about, I think we said this in the last episode, it's not about yeah. um, uh, seclusion or whatever. It's more, inc- it's about including all the holidays, being respectful to everybody, because not yeah. everybody's a Christian. Not everybody, even people who are Christian who don't celebrate Christmas. You know, it's just, just say happy holidays. And plus, you literally are talking about more than just Christmas. You're talking about Thanksgiving, New Year's Day, if you're thinking from that lineage. Uh, ignoring Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and uh, Russia, Shana. I, you know what? Shana, nah. um, I'm not Jewish, and I'm kind of stupid when it comes to it. Um, so I apologize. I wasn't yeah, trying to be offensive. I just started <laughs> with it. Um, it's probably in February, and I'm. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it? Plus, Christmas, <laughs> like, was the, Christmas is like a blend of like Yule and Saturnalia, or the ancient Roman uh, holiday Saturnalia, which was based off something that they conquered yeah so it it it's definitely amalga- not about what you think it's about it makes sense because christmas is an amalgamation of other holidays or, or traditions so therefore uh, happy holidays is an amalgamation of christmas and the rest of them so it makes complete sense exactly oh <laughs> and if you really want to piss off people uh people who think there's a war on christmas if they get upset and yell merry christmas then just shout back all holidays matter just go it's a lie Actually, Santa's well, and actually, in ancient in Norse mythology, they believed that it was Odin who would like bring down gifts to all the children in uh, you know, the Nor the Norse countries and kingdoms and. Well, with everybody's behavior, it's yeah. more like the Krampus arriving any day now. Oh God, I'm waiting for that. I think I'll be fine. I'm sure I'm really <laughs> fine. I'm I'm an adult. I'm not a kid anymore. I don't have any kids to worry about, so I, I guess I'll be fine. But I know, but I can think of a few people who have some real shitty kids that Krampus would love to visit. <laughs> or how about the the version of Santa Slay <laughs> or, or Santa from the Santa Slay movie with Bill Goldberg? <laughs> oh God, I couldn't. I laughed my ass off at that trailer with the one that you sent me. Oh my God, I'm like, oh God, I have to watch this. I really have to watch this. Um, let's talk about the special a little bit here. Uh, you know, when he first yeah. discovers that his son, and he's like, he's a freak! Ah! <laughs> and he, he rams that stuff on his nose. It's amazing how perfectly that covers his red nose. There's, like, no holes or whatsoever. But also, like, he can't talk. He's like, oh, I got asthma. I can't breathe. Ah! And then, like, pass out right there on the spot. Oh, man, this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, plus, you know, bringing that... Uh story to life you know how about showing you know it did it did teach us a lesson about uh di- about diversity it's like you shouldn't judge someone based on the color of their nose and stuff plus look what happened rudolph turned out to be hella useful too none of the other reindeers could see anything and santa's like ah oh, great blitzen's it's like come like, on I at the same time every five minutes does that help no shut up blitzen nobody gives a shit blitzen <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure plus santa you're a magical why the hell couldn't you make your own lanterns i mean are you it just shows that he's limited. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Then, Shit Blitzen. You know that's going to be on after Sharknado 7 on sci-fi sometimes. Shit. Tornadoes Shit of Blitzen. Shit. <laughs> Starring Dean Cain. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. I can I can just see that right now. I mean, I can see the, And especially a Halloween episode. There's going to be a Halloween special, I, I bet, of an episode. And Dean Cain's going to dress like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, okay, oh, so you notice all the elves look exactly alike except, of course, Hermie, who, it's hard to ignore that he looks like a miniature version of David Spade. If they do a live-action version of this, they got to get David Spade. <laughs> I'm sure David Spade would do it. <laughs> I don't doubt that. I mean, if, especially if Adam Sandler's behind it, he's going to jump in. Yeah, he can play. <laughs> he can play Cornelius. Bumble, bumble. Now that would be a Kevin James. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, Kevin James could be Santa. 
Wait, you know what's funny is if you really think about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it was really like revolutionary for its time. It's all about outcasts and misfits and, and people who stick out like a sore thumb, you know, kind of rebelling against the system. Like he asked, what kind of elf doesn't want to make toys? I want to be a dentist. And he's like, son of a bitch, kill him! <laughs> no, it's just... My gosh, I know, that just... it, And it would just go to show how evil the elves really are. I'm like, good God, they're practically a cult. Well, I'm stunned. This That's is like, scary. you know, right after the Red Scare and stuff like that, you know, McCarthy is. And, the, you know, like, people didn't, like, completely reject this. I think it was like, oh, yes, well, a lot of us are different. We, we don't know how to conform. And this is just before, like, the counterculture hippie on the mod kind of era. Right. And then Rudolph tended what turned out to be the best uh, reindeer ever because he had a light bulb on his nose. And it was the, it was to guide Santa and the sleigh. Well, what if so Rudolph... guess what? He gets a huge bonus. He gets promoted. And he shits on Blitzen. Like, fuck what? What up now, Blitzen? <laughs> well, what about this? What if things had gone horribly wrong? And not only did Rudolph's nose glow, like, really bright, what if it was like Cyclops and, like, a laser came out and it started decapitating people left and right? It could be radioactive. Oh, my God. <laughs> it could be an infinity stone for all we know. Thanos is coming for Rudolph. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> um, what kind of games do reindeers play? And how is it that just because he had a goofy nose, he couldn't play them? I'll be like, uh, He's a good target. Keep an eye on him because we can throw the ball right to him. Well, I think the only games I can think that Ranger could play are, you know, you know who could who could run the fastest away from uh, Hunter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like they don't have antlers, so they can't play that game, and they can't play. Well, I guess they could play soccer. They could play soccer. <laughs> oh yeah, they could. Or um, ring toss. See who can see who can land. Uh, how many rings they can land on their antlers? Do you remember? Probably just use their teeth. Next. Do you remember the, there's the original song, but then there's that other version where they have the kids shouting stuff, you know, like, um, a red-nosed reindeer, whatever, like a light bulb. Reindeer. What is it they say when they say exactly. playing, they say playing reindeer games like Monopoly. Monopoly. Yeah, because I'm sure deer want to play Monopoly. Have you ever seen humans play Monopoly? After six hours, you're ready to kill a family member and throw that thing in the garbage. Exactly, and it just goes to show you, show you how screwed up capitalism is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, well, who added that line in there? That's dumb. It's like, oh, you don't have enough money. Guess what? Oh, you can't live here. You're poor. You're homeless. Now get out. <laughs> you think it's when an up. elf, you think when an elf masturbates, a deer dies? <laughs> oh gosh. As long as they're not on the shelf, I'm sure they'll be fine. Uh, Keep that elf away from my shelf. You know, and the funny thing is, uh, you know, uh, you, you need the first half, of course, him getting rejected and falling in love. Oh, here's the thing that bothers me, real quick. When the girl deer sings... That's a child deer, but she sings like a 40-year-old. What up with that? Yeah, you know, it's weird. I mean, they would get women to voice, like children in like most cartoons and in, in, uh, animation but now they've got a now it's just reversed well she pro it's probably well the thing is they probably really needed a singer and every other one that auditioned that they thought they had was just complete shit so they had to go to that one they hadn't discovered eg daily i bet you even she was probably what maybe two or three at the time of the making this i bet you she could have belted out a song even at that age oh god yes i'm sure eg daily could have done anything at that age she's awesome we love you, E.G. Daily. <laughs> um, so we get to about the halfway point in the show when we meet Bumble Bumble. Which one's that one? The abominable snowman, Bumble Bumble. Oh, oh, that guy was kind of oh gosh, that Terrified guy was kind of a, a dick. Child. Which one? The the abominable snowman. When I was a child, scared the crap out of me. 
Oh yeah, no, it did have like that. He did have that menacing. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking. No wait, I'm thinking of Santa Claus when he was young and he was traveling around and he was just like a short little ginger. And then he ran into this like ice king thing. Yeah, yeah. And then he gave no, him a no, toy. This one, remember, oh. of course, it's a big part of the plot. Did you not watch this before? <laughs> we discussed. I have. This. Okay. I have. I have. I have. I've just. Oh, it's just been so long since I've oh, seen it. I just watched it again. I'll watch oh. it right now as we talk. Um, but you know, this is when you meet Cornelius Jack. But Bumble Bumble now, to me, looks like a demented old Jack Black. So if they do another live-action version of this, they just need to have a like superposed like old Godzilla movie. Jack Black just roaring over the hills. Oh yeah, like uh, what's it, Gulliver's Island or something like that? Yeah, uh, Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, Gulliver's Travels. I mixed up that and Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, just like in Gulliver's Travels, where he's the giant and everybody's so itty bitty. Yeah, the um, which is a movie we'll probably discuss at some point because the Fleischers did. Uh, they went basically bankrupt doing Gulliver's Travels, one of the very first. Holy crap! Yeah, it was like nineteen thirty-nine or forty. Uh, they were trying to compete with Disney because his first two like really knocked it out of the park, and they wanted to go big. So this, this it's a topic for another show, but we'll do a Fleischer episode. Some, but um, you know, there's a thing that Cornelius Jack does where he's constantly like lick his pickaxe and see, oh, that struck gold. I'm like, that's nasty, dude. How do you not like? Are you not like filled with bacteria? Yeah, I'm pretty sure his tongue's gonna have to be removed. He's gonna be. <laughs> a lot of hoo-ha now. Like maybe he could try. Uh, maybe he could try singing James Brown karaoke. He doesn't even have to be drunk. Who played <laughs> um, J. Jonah Jameson again in the Spider-Man movie Whiplash? Oh, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons would make an excellent Cornelius Jack, I think. Oh God, yes. I'm quite personally. I mean, speaking of J.K. Simmons, I cannot wait to see him as Commissioner Gordon. Oh yeah. And now he's uh, out as Jonah, right? He's out as what? He's out of the Spider-Man movies, correct? With the reboot, he's done. He's out. Oh yeah, no, he's moved on. Okay. Plus, I don't, I don't even know who they're gonna get. I, I'm speaking of. I did see the latest trailer. Boring. Oh my god, it was a little bit boring. I'm like, I'm kind of expected something a little bit more, but I'll I'll still hold my judgment until you know the actual movie comes out. Yeah, but did you see the trailer for Fast Eight? Holy schmoly, knocked my shoes off, man. That was amazing. And, and in the new Planet of the Apes, that's great, too. I haven't seen the new Planet of the Apes yet, but I did see Fast 8. I follow uh, Dwayne Johnson on Instagram, so, yeah. It, it, was, it definitely was blown up big time. Somehow, and I also saw a trailer. Sorry, I still haven't seen the trailer. To the... the Bumble Bumble just, like, dives right in the frozen water, and he's like, gets up and goes, I'm okay! <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh gosh, jeez, uh, that reminds me of uh, what Death Race from Quentin Tarantino, where uh, what's her name? Everyone thought Zoe was dead because she flew off the car, and then oh, she jumps right. right back up. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. What were you saying oh, about man. the trailers? Yeah, I know. There's still some I have yet to see, but I was excited. But I was excited for the Spider-Man one. Yeah, I just wanted it to be more. I just sound like this is more of the same. I'm like, oh, all right. I wish Andrew Garfield was still around, but I got like Tom Holland. But I just wish they'd finished their deal with Andrew Garfield. It was a big ripoff. I know, and I wanted to see Sinister Six, and I wanted to see Venom. I just want to see, that's all I, they, they screwed that up big time. It's Sam Raimi, I'm sorry, but you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we're at the Island of Misfit Toys, where uh, there's something I noticed during this that I had to go back to after seeing the end. At the end of the movie, they're taking all these Misfit Toys, and they're giving them umbrellas, and they're sending them out to the kids. Which, I'm like, alright, I guess you're sending out defective toys to kids. I wonder how they're going to feel about that. But, there is um, an owl that cannot, or some sort of bird, that cannot fly at all. He even says, I cannot fly. 
And then, all of a sudden, instead of giving him an umbrella, they just kicked the owl out of the flying, uh, you know, Santa's flying vehicle. And I'm like, that bird is dead. You just killed a bird because he can, it's not like you fix his ability to fly. He's dead. That is cruel, unusual. My gosh, that's you just commit. You just you just made that entire race go. That entire species is now extinct. <laughs> How yeah. does it feel committing genocide? The elf goes to hand him the umbrella, <laughs> goes, nah, and just pushes them out. <laughs> I know. You, you, you stupid sons of bitches. Oh my god, that means I it's, hope, it's probably not jelly it. in that gun anymore. It's probably blood. Oh my god. The fresh blood of extinct mammals. So it's very, very. Yeah, why would they use it? It's very, very rare. It could be probably be worth billions of dollars, and they're just wasting it away. What's wrong nothing. exactly with a polka dot elephant? I don't really think it's not accurate, but I bet you a kid would go crazy. Oh, here we go. Here, Hell yeah, he, I mean, tells you, he tells you right here you cannot fly. see that boat again i'm pretty sure it just died right there on the spot my gosh this is my you, i didn't realize get, how twisted the special is it makes me wonder if george rr R. martin got you know his uh, inspiration <laughs> oh, from watching this as a kid <laughs> winter is oh, coming man. and apparently it's a, a, a toy genocide yeah now when you said misfits toys i immediately i was like wait a minute are they like action figure versions of glenn danzig and jerry only <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Please. Mother. Oh, my God. Uh, so there's Halloween. A... <laughs> there's a lion here with wings, and he's, like, all noble and righteous, but if I was a lion with wings, I would have immediately flown in and eaten all of them. Oh, gosh, yeah, especially zebras. Oh, that'd be easy to take down. Okay, so later <laughs> we see Santa. Actually, we've seen Santa through most of this. Did you notice that 90% of this special, Santa's kind of, he's fit, man. He's like a kick-ass Santa. Yeah. I'm not sure what it could have been. Yeah, but then I don't know. Sudden, Who knows what it caused him to be so fat? Right, but all of a sudden, he's fine for the whole thing, and then you get to the end, and this is, of course, after kicking the crap out of the Cornelius Jack by apparently tickling him to death. Oh, no, I'm going to fall to my death. This is, like, this is like, right here turns into vertical limit. Ah, oh, Chris O'Donnell, save us! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who, oh wait, oh god, who was the old man that was in that movie that helped him? Oh, it was uh, Scott Glenn. Yeah, that's who it was, I was thinking that, it was, it was, I, I knew it was uh, Scott Glenn or one of the Fondas. Yes, uh, <laughs> Vertical Limit is ten times better than Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is amazing for its first fits and it kind of descends from it. Vertical Limit is amazing the whole damn way. Oh god, I, I know, I mean, we were watching that one, um, I think, oh, oh we were discussing a John Krakauer uh, novel oh, of yeah, uh, his yeah. uh, trip Everest. Yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty intense. I loved it. All right, so at the end of the special here, you know, they've reunited. They've all come back, and uh, Bumble Bumble now is uh, part of the team. He has one job. He puts the star in the tree, and apparently after that, he's shot because he's listening. <laughs> he'd just be eating all the food. I know. It's like, gosh, there's so many it's like there's so many starving elves right now, and he's just eating all the food to himself. Yeah, they're just like, we got to make a, we got. It's a hard choice. We got to do this. And, and uh, Bumble Bumble. They could have given him. <laughs> the meat will serve us for years to come. That's true. Or they could have just gotten given him stomach staple surgery. Well, that could have worked. He got really skinny. He's no longer a bottomable. He's like spelt snowman. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, he could be like you know shrink down to like Michael Phelps size, or he could be a cyclist. <laughs> Biggest cycle in history. A snow cyclist. 
Okay, so at the end of the movie, uh, at special, well, it's almost a movie. Uh, so we got Santa, still really tiny, really thin. And, um, you know, all of a sudden he's like, I can't go anywhere. Holy shit, look at the blinding light coming from Rudolph. We're all going to die of radiation poisoning. And, and then he decides, oh, wait, no, we're going to be okay. Let's use him. But as he's getting ready, all of a sudden Santa's obese. I mean, just enormous. Nothing's changed. It's not like he put on a, a heavy outfit or stuffing or something like that. He is all of a sudden 40 or 50 pounds heavier, like instant cardiac arrest. I don't know. This might. <laughs> Who knows? This might have been a blooper that no one else realized. Maybe he had. Maybe maybe eating Christmas dinner. He's like, oh my god, he's in anaphylactic shock. Someone get Santa help now. Exactly. I know he probably had a whole turkey, maybe like 30, 35 Snickerdoodles. Who knows? <laughs> oh, my diabetic I, numbers are off the charts. All that work gone. Oh, gosh. Yeah, he had to fatten up. I mean, he's in the cold. He needs to hibernate. He needs to live off something in case he starves. Besides the re- <laughs> well, well, reindeer. Eat. He has to eat the reindeer first. Uh, hey, you guys seen any of the elves lately? It seems like you can't find half of them. Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> Come have some barbecue. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be, like, considered cannibalism? Considering, you know, are, are, are they even the same species? I mean, they bo- they're both humanoid. Well, not according to, like, the Hobbit. I mean, they're different, sort of. They're different. Oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, well... Actually, you know what? I think Go- no Gollum. Yeah, you're right. Shoot, Gollum would actually would, he was actually going to eat Bilbo. Yeah. What he wanted to eat Bilbo. He was like, shut up! I didn't say anything. <laughs> he wasn't talking to you. Oh, you got the voice right. I can't do the my precious. That better? He stole it from us. <laughs> God, I hate doing that. The thing where he I can't do and it. chokes is terrible. It's so disgusting and terrifying. Yeah, I know. It's like a cat like coughing up a, a fur ball. That's where he got the concept from. Still, great performance by Andy Serkis, nonetheless. Oh, shit. I finally watched the Hobbit trilogy, I must say. It took me forever and a day, because that first one's rough. It's so slow, and all of a sudden, it just totally kicks ass in the second. Still don't think there needs to be three. I think there only needs... Um... Yeah, that's what I said. All right, so we're Although... at the end of Rudolph here. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say about the special. Uh, you know, I could be reading off Wikipedia like I do sometimes, like a lazy asshole, but uh, frankly, it seems kind of pointless. If you're interested, just go to Wikipedia, you know, type in the, the topic of this and, and go, hey, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I don't think there needs to be a live, I don't think there needs to be a live action version of it. Just leave it as is. No, there is a movie. Uh, it says Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the movie, but I'm sure it's some shit. I've never seen I've never even heard of it, so yeah, it must be complete shit. <laughs> the uh, puppets were um, on Antiques Roadshow back in 2006, and they were appraised at being between 8,000 and 10,000. And I guess each. Yeah, you know, and that didn't seem like much to, but um, they were damaged after rough years of you know whatever, um, but were restored. So I guess that kind of takes away some of the the price. Is that it? Had yeah, to be it would take away some of the value. I know, but that's because it's like it's been like kind of tampered with and changed, yeah. not in exact condition. I mean, if I, yeah, they probably would have gotten more, and then, and then probably the people who bought it would have had it appraised and then try to sell it. There is, um, I'm a big fan of Mad TV. I think it's highly under. There was uh, parodies of this for every season. I think for like the first four years, where they were doing like these crazy versions of Rudolph, and they're always like based off like uh, like Scarface or uh, Goodfellas and stuff like that. They had one called Raging Rudolph, uh, The Rain Father, and uh, uh, A Pack of Gifts Now, which is uh, based on Apocalypse Now. I remember the first one. I don't remember Apocalypse Now parody. <laughs> I know. I know Will Sasso would always be Steven Seagal. <laughs> he was, What's that? Yeah. 
that's kind of later. I think he's in the third season. Um, I really like that show. And there's a lot of animation in the first few years of Mad TV, um, which a lot of people forget or ignore, is that's when they started doing the Spy vs. Spy shorts. Uh, and sometime we should discuss those, because there was a Mad TV make special back in 7 we could always discuss. Oh, yeah, no, Spy vs. Spy was the thing to watch for me as a little kid. Yeah. Although, I would still laugh hysterically at, like, um, oh, gosh, main actress, blonde, uh, Nicole... Sullivan. Nicole Sullivan, yes. Nicole Sullivan, when she would play uh, Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> you know I remember what? them doing a rehearsal uh-uh. one. I like, the, I like the characters on that. We've discussed, uh, eventually, when we start wrapping up Back in Tunes, it's actually taking longer than I thought. We're about to enter our fourth year, and I thought we'd be done by our fifth year, so I'm not so sure if we will probably go to a sphere. Um, but I do want to do a show about teeth, like discussing Silent Live and in the Hall and Madden and stuff like that. Coach? Uh, well, yeah, I, but I meant more oh. like starting off with a sketch oh. stuff and then working our way into I, You know, Coach, of all things, I'm about to pick up the first seasons of that. Look with me to myself. Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, uh, you, know what I w- you know what I also would recommend? What? The State. M- oh, MTV's The, the state. state. Yeah, yeah. All right, back on topic, though. <laughs> uh, sequels to this. Right. Rudolph's Shiny New Year's, Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July, which I've seen actually quite a bit. Um, Rudolph and the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the Island of Misfit Toys. Now, I don't know what this is. It says it's an unofficial sequel. It was directed to CGI, which is blasphemy. If you're going to do another special, you need to at least get kind of look like stop-motion animation. Um, anything else is bullshit. Pretty much, yeah, no. Why the fuck would it need to be so much CGI? Why use such expensive animation for something as simple as Rudolph? Oh, we have a $100 million budget for Rudolph's Revenge. No, that's that's stupid. Shut up. Unless the unless like it's got a star-studded cast, you're not gonna make that money back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So oh, God. Uh, their next special is going to be about or not special. I don't know what I'm talking about half the time. A lot. If you haven't noticed, I'm just blitzed every single day. Oh, I'm gonna go shit blitzing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're more blitzed than blitzing. What are the names of all of them? I don't. Donner. How many reindeer total are there? Nine. You Rudolph. Dasher. Dan- yeah. Okay. What do we got? Yeah. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. Yeah, you're right. It is Donner. Okay, okay. Richard Donner? That's why he did screw. Yeah, hey, I, was, I knew it. It was, his, it was a tribute to Christmas. The only way he knew to he could contribute to his friend Donner's memory. Yeah. Donner's been dead, damn it. Nobody <laughs> noticed. Just like a lassie. <laughs> All right. Frosty the Snowman is right now. Let's... Jimmy Durante. Pearl Ives, of course, is the is the the star of the first one. Rudolph. This is kind of a thing that Rankin Bass did from time to time. Is they would have a celebrity like do the the special. Uh, I remember Bing Crosby did another one. Oh, Bing! Can't go wrong with Bing Crosby. Who Especially in White now? Christmas. Would you get like Harry Connick and Michael Bublé and stuff like that, or maybe like um, Carrie Underwood or somebody like that? Yep. Yeah. You okay? Oh. Yeah, I just stubbed my toe. Oh, you're going to go blitzing on us? <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm not going to go blitzing. Hopefully my phone doesn't. <laughs> I like anyway. the animation uh, style of uh, Frosty the Snowman. Um, I almost said Frosty Ant-Man. Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga. What's that? Yeah, you can do Lady Gaga. I don't mean sexually. And to- I, I mean, I'd like to. She's wonderful. <laughs> I love Lady Gaga. I'm not going to lie. I loved her. I loved her rendition of "Baby It's Cold Outside" with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, totally. Um, from her Christmas special, was it last year or the before? Yeah, I believe so. Um, so in, in Frosty the Snowman, it starts off with the magician. I can't remember his name. It's something, but he looks like this actor. I used to think his name was James Coco, but he is in a bunch of movies. 
I hate the sound effect though. And so I put the magic eggs into my hat. Abacadabra to coin the phrase. <laughs> and voila, the eggs have turned into Ingus! Chicken guts! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, it's like why would you murder those poor chickens? You were supposed to unfertilize the eggs, but you didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm trying to find something this actor is in. But he's one of those guys, if you see his face, you automatically know who I'm talking about. And I'm, he, I know he was in The Freshman with Matthew Broderick. Uh, let me see if I can find his name. He was like this professor. He's just like the... Uh, oh, Paul Benedict. Look up Paul Benedict. I think he was on The Jefferson. He looks just like the magic crazy. Here's even oh, wow. one picture of him on his IMDB where he's in a tux. Now he needs a silly mustache and it's just like him. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go back. What's that? Were there any? Was there anything in Frosty the Snowman that would relate to drugs? Like some kind of magical item or some candy or some shit. Well, I know after doing a couple lines, I like to look at everybody and go, Happy birthday! I know it's nothing to do what's going on, but it's like I'm getting a present. Exactly. You feel so happy and wonderful. <laughs> you feel like it's your birthday, even though it isn't. Jackie Vernon. I'm looking this guy up. He was the voice of uh, Frosty. And I feel like he later was in like some horrifying... Uh, okay, so listen to this. Uh, he often appeared on the Celebrity Roast. Uh, you know, like the Dean Martin kind of stuff. Um, he was uh, one of the original members on the dais for the Friars Club roast before and after the televised version. His signature deadpan expression and delivery often had the roast audiences laughing hysterically long before the punchline of the jokes. His X-rated story-style jokes about people engaging in extreme sexual depravity. What the hell is <laughs> such a juxtaposition between Frosty and this? <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh my god, this is like, like when they were casting Full House and they were like, you know, a little too worried about Bob Saget. Oh, right, right. I forgot about that. Oh wow. Uh, they hey, also, look out. One of the final things that Jackie Vernon was in before he died was a movie called Microwave Massacre, where he plays a builder who kills his wife for bossing him around and making him microwave. <laughs> So does he cut her up and turn her into a microwave meal? I don't know, but Frosty the Snowman's in a serial killer movie. Not even a good one, like a studio release. Oh my god, Frosty's a murder. Oh wait, oh no wait, no that was a Jack. That was actually a movie called Jack Frost. It was like a serial killer who exactly, exact. I think that was the tagline. Uh, this guy like was melted with all these like experimental chemicals into the snow, and he became a killer snowman. Yeah. Uh, you know why I know that line so well? Is because we just did an episode of Video Night about Jack Frost and Santa's sleigh. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Uh, there is an actor in this who I love. I adore this voiceover act. Um, is Paul. Uh, he does the traffic cop, the ticket taker, and Santa Claus especially. If you don't know who Paul Freeze, look him up. He was one of those guys who was the glue. Yes, Mel Blanc got all the praise. Those guys that would pop in. And he wasn't really a Warner Brothers guy. He was the other guy. You know, usually at uh, MGM or, you know, over at uh, Woody Woodpecker, uh, Lance Studio. Um, but he did one that uh, I just love. And, and, and uh, it was uh, The Bear Who Wasn't a Bear. Um, it's one of Chuck Jones' last specials. And it, it's beautiful. It's one of the finest pieces of animation ever. And it wouldn't work if he wasn't so good. Like, okay, so a bear who wasn't a bear would not make it a bear. 
but what would he be? Okay, so first off, he walked. Uh, bear who wasn't a bear. This is what happens in the special. Uh, the bear goes to sleep for the winter. You know, goes into hibernation, and he wakes up early due to a ton of racket. And uh, when he wakes up, he finds that there's a factory built around his home, and he kind of wanders into uh, the factory, and he's like. What is going on here? And someone walks up and goes, Why aren't you at work? He goes, What do you mean? He goes, Why aren't you at work? Why are you standing around doing nothing? He goes, I'm a bear. He goes, You can't be a bear. Bears don't work here. You're 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 just a man in a silly costume. Now get to work. And he goes, well, That doesn't make any sense. What? I'm a bear. I can't be here. And then it prog- it keeps progressing. Uh up to like each person like oh it goes to the supervisor then it goes to the manager then it goes to the owner you know so like that and they keep telling that he's a silly man in a bear costume he's not a bear and it's a parable about you know just because people say you're one thing doesn't mean you are it's what's what who you are inside who, who what's in your heart exactly and it was and it's something that should have been taught to kids at a very early age yeah it's 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 don't let those weird. people tell you what to do it might not be intended, Screw that park but it's a weird metaphor for being homosexual yeah maybe be true to yourself don't yeah. let others teach you around just because they say so. Um, I'm trying to think. What else? Mm. Uh, he worked for almost every single animated company. Uh, he worked for Walt, Di- Walt Disney, Warner Brothers, Lance, EPA, Hanna-Barbera, Filmation, MGM, DePatie Freeling, Jay Ward, and Rankin and Bass. Paul Freeze is like my hero. Yeah, I love Mel Blanc, but this guy was just the bomb. Okay, yeah. Now, real quick. Now, the bear that wasn't a bear, do you think he might have gotten... You think there might be like you you think they might bring that back and try to do a crossover with Yogi Bear and you know maybe Disney might come in and bring in Humphrey the Bear. <laughs> and what was uh what was the one that um, was that M G damn it uh, Bobo the Bear no that's not right ah one one day I'll remember um but here's the other thing Paddington is, Bear Baron yeah, Steen Bears it's just a bear war. <laughs> Country bears. Four bears enter, <laughs> one leaves. Berenstain bears will be slaughtered instantly. Run! Get to the scary bo- a spooky tree! <laughs> They're way too nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm looking at a little bit more of what Paul Freeze did. And um, it's actually going to be a, what our next episode is about. Uh, the next episode of Back in the is going to be Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, so we're going to discuss, you know, of course, the... Uh, the, uh, the original animated film, which kind of left us hanging, and then, of course, Rankin and Bass came in and finished it with uh, The Return of the King. The Return and of the then King. we have The Hobbit special, also from Rankin and Bass. So that's going to be the next episode. We're going to discuss Lord of the Rings in animation. Um, but I thought it was funny is that Paul Freese voiced two characters in The Hobbit and Return of the King. Which ones were those? What's that? Which voices did he do? Uh, which ones did he voice in Hobbit and Return of the King? Uh, so in The Hobbit, it's Bombar and uh, just random trolls. But then in Return of the King, he does uh, Urukai, Elrond, and uh, orcs, just random orcs. Oh, okay. Well, because I know, oh no, oh no, I def, I, I thought Bombar's was the familiar one. And then of course there was the voice of um, the guy who did the voice of uh, Bilbo in uh, The Hobbit also came back and did Frodo for Return of the King. Was it Orson? Am I wrong? Was it Orson? No, it was definitely Orson Bean. Okay. I'm very well, sure it was Orson yeah, Bean. Yeah, let's save this Not for Orson the Pro- next episode, because uh, I don't want to go too uh, too far into this and find us in a whole other episode. Uh, sequels to Frosty. Uh, we have Frosty's Winter, Winter Wonderland, which is okay. Uh, Christmas in July is pretty cool. Frosty Returns sucks donkey butt. And... Uh, Oh my god, it's John Goodman is Frosty. He's okay, but I thought the whole special... Uh, Legend of Frosty the Snowman, I don't even know what the hell... Okay, now, real quick. Christmas in July for Frosty. He would die. How could he live? It's too <laughs> hot, he'll melt. Well, Especially he if he's in Florida. Yeah, well, he doesn't he melt at the end of this one? He, oh, it's by like, the way... Oh god, this is the... You know, they get in that freezer 
that freezer car or whatever filled with meat and everything like that. At no point are they like, we're going to eat all of this. Do you think Frost eats in poop? Or is he just like, a, like he doesn't feed off of anything except happiness? Probably just, uh, you know, yeah, probably it's just the happiness. I'm pretty sure all that candy and stuff is his poop. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that's what explains what, that's why, you know, he's feeding off the happiness and what makes people happy? Candy. It's just frosty <laughs> shit. Frosty. It's just like a slurm episode of Futurama. When he realizes that, you know, the slurm is nothing but the fucking discharge from the queen slug's ass. Ew. <laughs> uh, it makes me wonder if Frosty, uh, when he poops, is white chocolate. And that's why it tastes terrible. It doesn't compare <laughs> to dark chocolate at all. Oh, God, no. Uh-uh. But actually, I don't know. Ghirardelli did make some, has made some, uh, some pretty good white chocolate before. <laughs> okay, so here we look. We see Frosty does melt. He, he turns into water, so maybe that happens. I haven't seen Frosty uh, Christmas in July in probably 20 years, so I can't remember if he uh, turns into soup. <laughs> okay. I mean, as bad as all those sequels might have been, I don't think anything has ever been terrible to this movie called The Room by Tommy <laughs> Wiseau. <laughs> what does that have to do with this? <laughs> I don't know. We're just talking about so many terrible things, but I'm just like, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I, I just watched the the room recently, and I'm like, oh my god, nothing You've never compares seen it before? to terrible. Oh, oh, the room? No, I haven't, but I oh. did. My brother, my brother convinced me to buy the DVD, and I'm watching it. And I'm like laughing my ass off. Okay. Like, oh so my there's god. a riff tracks version of this, which is legendary. It's almost as good as Manos Hands of Fate. It's and, and now James Franco is actually directing a movie where he plays uh, Wiseau. Um, yeah, no, I, I know about that. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and Tommy Wiseau is in it, too. He has a part. Oh, of course he does, because that makes it so meta. It's freakish. Oh, gosh. I know. I forget what I forget what it was called, but I know James Franco's going to be doing it. Dave Franco's going to be in it as well. Yeah. All I right. forget who else. Uh, it is in there. Um, so, real quick, <laughs> um, so we're at the end of the special here, and, you know, Frosty's come back alive, but at no point is anybody like, Zombie! He's going to eat our snow brains! Well, I mean, he hasn't shown any signs of rot. He was freshly dead, so it would make sense for him to come back just fine. Why haven't they made a horror movie you know? about Frosty, like Frosty's uh, bloodthirst or like that, and he goes after killing all those who aren't pure and innocent? You left him to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They left him to die and melt. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. I'd watch that. I would totally watch that. All right, you know so they this brought around. one, Santa only has four reindeer, so clearly somebody got eaten. Or hunted down and, you know. Santa couldn't bring them back to life because he's not all that powerful. Well, maybe we maybe the reindeer are outsourced because the rest of the reindeer thought, "Hey, we're the lead. We're we're the ones everybody knows. So let's um let's start a union. Let's let's go on strike." And then Santa's like, "I gotta find four ringers, you know. So I'm gonna come in for the weekend to do this." <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, no, who knows? That's probably why <laughs> Rudolph's like, "Scab, you, know, you stupid scab, get out of here." Yeah, and I was like, screw this shit, I'm tired. I was like, I've, I've already been enough. It's, it's bad enough being the controller in a friggin' lightning storm. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that brings yeah. us to the end of this episode. Is there anything else you want to say about either one? Uh, um, as I said before, these, uh, these are timeless classics. and They're untouchable. And quite frankly, as I said, regarding Rudolph, don't need to be live action. Unless maybe it's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, just boring people with his antlers, burning a hole right through him with his nose. Reindeer oh, dead, you say? <laughs> I can't play them, you said. Well, I'll play dead. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you took God. the words right out of my mouth. Boy, we kind of ruined Christmas for everybody who's like, oh, this should be a nice special. I'm a grandmother. I'm going to listen to this. Oh, they sure do say the F-bomb a lot. 
Yeah, well, guess well. I'm pretty sure that grandma's been drinking some very special eggnog, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> extra brandy. No, most grandmas are like, what's a podcast? Is that like a pea pod? I'm hungry. Let's let's eat one of those podcasts. They well, yeah, delicious. they could be. Who knows? Yeah, a lot of them don't know how to use a computer. I got to eat my vegetables. I don't want to be fat like Santa. Oh, gosh, I should eat my vegetables and check them a pills. <laughs> All right. So, um, everybody, check us out on Facebook under Back in Tunes. We will be back in uh, probably two with the Lord of the Rings special, and we're going to try to stay more on... Uh, there's two episodes we discussed that we have not actually done, so people who listened a couple months ago left hanging. So uh, we're going to do uh, Lord of the Rings in animation with The Hobbit, and then we are going to do The Jetsons and The Flintstones, which have been put off so many times. Um, the Christmas special of that. Oh, my God. Yes. So that will be probably the first week of January is we'll do uh, Lord of the Rings, and then right after that we'll do The Jetsons. And then I think it's time that we finally tackle Luke. We'll pick, like, two or three characters per um, episode and kind of do like you know like, uh, we'll discuss you know Sam we'll you know, discuss like uh, Foghorn Lankhorn and Marvin the Martian stuff like that and of course Tweety and Sylvester we cannot forget those two so that's going to be kind of a mini series within a series it'll probably take what probably five or six episodes to discuss everything the Luniverse oh my god how has no one done that yet the Luniverse oh my god it's one of the first mixed universes before Marvel and all that stuff it was Looney Tunes. Yeah, no, what the heck? Just bring him in towards a D- for a DC comic special and see if that'll take off. Luniverse. That could work. Oh. I don't want to. Come on, Warner Brothers. <laughs> All right, everybody. Be excellent to each other. Jacob, send us out. All right, namaste and good luck, you guys. And again, have a Merry Christmas. Have a Happy Hanukkah. Have a Merry Kwanzaa. You know, whatever, sell, whatever, this, whatever you decide to call your holiday, just be happy. Yeah. Festivus for the rest of us. Serenity now! <laughs> All, All right, right, everybody. Have All a right. good night. <laughs>